Hello and welcome to the 831 Podcast. We're back. It's been a bit of a hiatus, I know, but hopefully that's all over now. Um, I've got this one that I've just done, obviously. I've got a couple more lined up. Hopefully, in the next month, I'll try and get three out for you. And we're back on track. But yeah, as always, usual sponsors, um, Trojan Fitness, Trojan Nutrition, long-term sponsor, EJ Hair Clinic, um, all the usual sponsors, constantly looking for sponsors as well for the podcast. So if you're looking for someone who'd be interested in sponsoring us and helping me get these out, that'd be fantastic. Otherwise, if you have somebody who would be a good guest, please let me know. I love to talk to people, so it'd be great to get them out for you. But here we go with this episode. This is Ryan Boyd. He is the founder of Mind Excellence and he's building that up. He works in neuro-linguistic programming, CBT, etc. Works with athletes and just really cool, really interesting conversation. I really enjoyed it. Had lots of fun. So I think you will too. So yeah, I hope you enjoy it. Please share. That's the main thing. Please share, share, share if you do like these. And we will catch you on the next one. Thank you very much. Okay, Ron, thank you very much for joining me. You're welcome, Russ. Just check the phones on silent. That's yeah. a, a rookie mistake there, isn't it, to not good have point, the phone yeah. on silent? But no, we're all good. Mate, yeah, this has been a, it's been a while coming round this one, right? We've talked about yeah. it for a while, and only because of me having things on and being busy, and yeah, it's taken a while, but finally. I mean, on a day like today, we haven't got much choice, right? You've got to do something indoors, so... Well, it's raining anyway, so... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> can't exactly. really go out and uh, can't we? Yeah, no, it's been a while, mate, but all, as I say to you before, all, all good things, they um, they come to us in the end, don't they? So yeah, exactly, and we, like, we're doing it here, I just sent you off camera how beautiful this place is, walking in, the incense is burning, yeah. the mood is set right up, it's like... I'm not flirting with you, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> if only you were. It's, uh, no, it's wicked, it's beautiful, like, it couldn't... You couldn't ask for a better space for doing a no. podcast in, I don't think. No, it's awesome. Nice bit of space, good colour, just like somewhere you want to be, do you know what I mean? That's, yeah. Like, that's why we so what is it you actually do here? What's the main... So this office is for the... We've got a mortgage business, so mm-hmm. just sort of mortgage insurance and all the legacy planning side of things. We get you in debt and then when you're dead, we deal with it after that. <laughs> so, uh, and yeah, obviously use the Mind Excellent stuff in here as well. So if I've yep. got clients want to come and see me, then we just use a back office. It's nice because you can separate yourself and people feel relaxed. And that's partly why the beanbags are, to be honest. Yeah, which I thought was a dog bed. Yeah, dog bed, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get these big Labradors looking for a bit of coaching. Yeah, it's nice like to have a space where, you know, like I can imagine things get a bit stressful or a bit tedious yeah. in the other line of work just to be able to come in here and anyone could just take five and like yeah, go and definitely. refresh. Well, we got that because, I mean, we've got a team of six in here and... Age is relatively similar, but we had like two younger girls that started on the Apprentice. Like, they were only 16. And it's a big, big environment to come into when you're that young and thinking, well, like, how do I fit in all the rest of it? And we just said, look, if ever you get stressed, just come out the back and park out the back. Like, I don't care if you go on TikTok, do whatever you want. Just go out and yeah. chill and separate yourself from it. But the same goes for us. I mean, I'm 37, business partner's 34, 35. I mean, he'll often come out here, just play on his phone for 10, 15 minutes, just get a break, then go back to it. Yeah. It's not like we can walk anywhere really around here. Like we go to yeah. a shop or a calf, and that's pretty much, pretty much the extent of it. So, yeah, no, we are blessed with this place. It's, it's, it's cool. It's that value of uh, productivity as well, isn't it? You know, yeah. like uh, be, being functional and being 
productive as opposed to just working lots of hours and if you need yeah. to just get some space away for for 10 minutes i have an area also an area that separates you from your desk effectively to what we're looking at like, yeah uh, yeah if, you, if you've got that little area it is uh, lots of research is finding now that people are a lot more productive and things get done when people have got this little space that they can just escape 100 percent. i mean there's i mean sort of three examples give you i mean lego is one of them if you look at the lego yeah. like main sort of building it's all colour schemes. I went to, I worked for Barclays about years ago and in Canary Wharf, got this massive multi-storey block. Smells, colours, room, wall shape is all specifically different per, in different rooms wow. to get different purpose and different meaning from it to encourage people. But it also hit different character types because you might get certain character types respond to better colours or mm. different shapes like smooth shapes opposed to sharp angles and things like that. And I was thinking... You've seriously gone to work on this. Like it's thousands and thousands of pounds, but if it gets the productivity you need, then that helps businesses out and it helps the individual out. And it's sort of happy, happy employees, uh, sort of happy and healthy employees. Yeah, and that's, I mean, we've got like, a, obviously there's a, a big push at the moment, especially in Scandinavia and stuff for the, mm. the four-day week. Uh, yep. I think Germany have just started trialling the, the four-day week now. Yeah. And I mean, I, so I own a building company and my brother and I, we have the business, we work for other developers, which is, that, that's the shittest bit of our job because yeah. we've still got to work for people, but we we often just say to them, look, we're not, if, my brother's got a young family, he's got two young kids yeah. and a missus, but if we want to leave at one on a Friday, we're leaving at one on a Friday. Yeah, yeah. If we leave early, we go, if I was a nice paragliding day, I'm going paragliding, you know, I'm not yeah. charging you a day rate, I've given you a price for your work, Yeah, we'll do the work and it'll be done by the end of the time scale that we've given you. Yeah. But don't ring me and say there's no one on site. Yeah, like, it's not. That's not the way that we we don't work ourselves into the ground. You know what I mean, that's no, not what it's you, about. You can create rebellion. This is why there's. Yeah. I mean, it's in America. One of the um, investment firms, a massive investment firm, name name escapes me now. There's no holiday, so you take holiday whenever you want. Yeah. So is that, is that reverse psychology thing? Isn't it? It's like, well, if I tell you not to smoke as a kid, you're probably gonna fucking smoke. If yeah. I tell you not to drink, you're gonna smoke. You're gonna drink, or if you don't shag. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go out and do it but it's like that's the cultural differences we need I think society's just changing that way it's just yeah, the way it's so. got to be so long as there's a discipline barrier there I think that's that's important yeah and I think also uh, down to psychology and the study of psychology and study of people and obviously we've got a lot a lot more access to a lot more information and yeah, science now we're obviously seeing that what was once labelled as um unproductive people or lazy people mm. or people with no attention span we're mm. realizing it's just a different process a different uh, yeah. different approach is needed to get the same functionality out of these people and when you find that or when you um engage with them in a way that that gets them motivated yeah you can get just as much from them so when you get the, the whole it's not like it's factory worker mentality, I guess. Yeah. If you are sending a thousand people going to work in a factory, you've got no choice, you've got to work. There's the machinery, it's doing this, you've got to do it. But if you're putting a thousand people in an office, there's always going to be room to escape, room to hide, yeah, yeah. room to go on Google instead of going on your laptop. So when you've got when you've given people the room to express themselves, and yeah. you know, it won't, so don't work for 30 minutes if you don't need to. Like, yeah, do what yeah. you need to do rather than saying, oh, we're just being lazy, you're just being this, you're too easily distracted, you know? Yeah. No, I, I see it's. Is a really key point, I think, is to... I mean, even if you go kind of a step beyond... I mean, I do some of the practices we do is to... When people come in and we employ people is to check their type. What type of character they're both a natural and 
their kind of uh, work traits. Because have you heard of something called disk profile? Yeah. Yeah. So disk profile is massively used a lot in financial services, and um, we don't use that per se. I've kind of thought, you know what, that's cool, but fuck that. I'm going to use my own thing because that's just the way I am. Yeah. And there's an amazing book called Surrounded by Idiots, mm-hmm. and it decodes people by colour. And I've used that for years alongside, believe it or not, astrology, like with all the star signs. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know them inside out, but I'll look at them and think, can I work with that, that person? Can I work with that person? But also, can they work with me? Can they work with the other character types in the business? If they're not, then I'm probably going to begrudge everything they do because I want to do everything differently and it's not going to work to the code of the business. And then you kind of then think, right, is one rule fits everyone? Which, yeah, I agree with that. But if you've got somebody who's really good at something, you put them in a certain job position, but you don't get on with them, or you don't want them to take your job, you'd end up treating them differently. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's, it's a funny old game. But I think is yeah, it's massively part of the culture. I mean, if America is doing it, obviously Scandinavia are really good at that. In Asia, they work differently. They kind of pay more, so you get more, which is yeah. why people say, well, why have you got so much money? Because they pay more, and then you want to do more as a result of it. But it's, yeah, it's an interesting... Um, Interesting time you should get that book, surrounded by Idiots. Oh, yeah, I, I, literally, that was, as soon as you said it to me, it was mentally yeah. mentally surrounded <laughs> it's, by this. That's class. right on my street, that is up. It is. Me. It's because it's so easy. And then what you, what you find, I mean, to give you a short version of it, is you kind of got your, your red, yellow, green, and blue. Red's basically kind of high, on, on, high entrepreneurial. So it's kind of the people that are a bit confident, a bit more, they almost seem like egotistical pricks. They're not. They just know what they want. Yeah. And they're happy to make a decision and think, oh, fuck it, if it goes wrong, who cares, I'll make another one and correct it. And they've got the yellows, which are like similar, entre- high entrepreneurial. But if they're late to something, you know that person is always late to something, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, there's a dead badger in the road or the traffic light was jammed or this, that, and the other. And it's like, oh, yeah, that one again. And then you've got greens, which are the which kind of makes up for the, the bulk of the globe, to be honest, the sort of global population, and that they're just people pleasers. And if they get a cold, they've got cancer, or they've got COVID, or they've got something else, and something yeah. else, something else, something else, and something's wrong, and they can manifest it. And you've got the blues, which, for anyone listening that might be in IT, is your IT nerd geek, whatever you want to call it, or kind of uh, pigeonhole it, is where they are insanely detail-orientated. Yeah. And it's amazing, because when you look at that and you think, this is so fucking simple, and then when you start going out and look at it, you think, red, blue, yeah. green, blue... And you look between them. But going back to the business thing, what you were saying is hugely important that you use that. Because you know, like, if I've got a job where I, I've got compliance, for example, which is massive in the financial service industry, if I put someone in there who just wants to people please and they're agreeing, they're probably going to try and make everyone so happy that they fuck the whole thing up. Yeah. If I've got someone who's really detail orientated, they're going to re- really go through everything and say, well, that's the person that's wrong, that's where the error is. So it's about getting the right people in the right seats. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was, uh, I think it was one of Gladwell's books. Um, have you read any Malcolm Gladwell's no, about no. Blink or uh, no. Outliers, anything like that? Amazing books, just really good books because they're not, there's not so much based in opinion, it's more based in historical findings and facts and stuff. So there was one looking in, I'm, sh- I'm sure it was a Gladwell book um, and it was a Asian airline was having more crashes than uh, any other airline. So right. to the point that to bring in, that they would shut the airline out to get someone else in to figure out what was going on. And after like study of black box incidents, and like, there was even incidents of planes flying into cliffs. 
And when they did the research, what it, what it turned out was, and I mean, I'll bastardise this a bit because yeah. I, I'm just I'm bringing back from memory. But please do read it. Um, the lots of the um, co-pilots, and because in a lot of big commercial planes, you have a pilot, a co-pilot, and then like a third pilot, a junior, or whatever. So lots of the co-pilots were are seen as junior to the main pilot or the captain right. of the aircraft. So the captain of the aircraft is doing something and the co-pilot's saying, thinking, well, I'm not sure this is right, mm-hmm. but doesn't want to question the pilot. Yeah. So then he speaks to air, the pilot's saying, speak to air traffic control, like where we seem to be, a good example is this, they were, there was an airplane and they were running short on fuel. So he said, radio air traffic control test and you get us on to the landing pad. So he's radioed air control and air traffic control said, I can't at the moment, we're really busy, we're, you'll have to like, hold, go in a holding formation. So he says, oh, they said they can't go on a holding formation. He's like, well, tell them we can't stay on a holding formation. We're going to run out of fuel. We're going to crash. I mean, yeah. So he goes back. He's like, captain said that uh, there's not a lot of fuel left. We need to do something. They're like, we're trying our best for you. So tell your captain that we're doing what we can. She's gone back. He said, okay, they're, they're doing it. So like five minutes goes by. Captain's going, what's going on? What's going on with air traffic control? We need to... So he goes back to air traffic control. Air traffic control going, yeah, like I said, we're just really busy. We need to... So he's gone, yeah, they said they're on it, they're, they're sorting out, next minute plane crashes. So it turns out because that co-pilot or junior pilot didn't feel like he had the authority to question yeah, the yeah. pilot and the person, in, in like, it, he perceived that they were both above him, mm. the plane crashed, ran out of fuel and the plane crashed, they, everyone on board died, just because he didn't have uh, the, culturally, he didn't feel like he was in a place where he could say, well, no, hang on, both of you shut up. Yeah. Get us landed now. The captain wants us landed. That's the end of it. You don't need to be here anymore. Captain, shut up. You don't need to keep telling me. I've told him. If he'd yeah. just been proactive and done that, yeah, then people would have survived. It wouldn't have happened. Yeah. So the whole airline had to go through, and I think multiple Asian air, airlines had to go through that process just to stop this sort of stuff happening. Yeah. I guess it's the same with personality types. You get people who are just one of those people who rather than have any conflict or confrontation in their life whatsoever yeah. or just nod and agree even if they know the room's burning around them yeah yeah it's funny isn't it yeah. well, it's going back it's a bit of a sore subject but 9-11 yeah and it must have only been a couple of months ago I was listening to um, listening to Tony Robbins mm-hmm. I massive follower of Tony Robbins I think he's I mean he's, he's pretty out there in terms of the American way but from a coaching perspective he's, he's pretty phenomenal he said about 9-11 and how they were trying to bring people in external to like their kind of main federations that look into these things and look and explore like criminal investigation and things. And they just completely threw it out. They said, well, I don't understand why, like, if you've got everyone of the same mindset in there and the same viewpoint... You're all making the same fucking mistake. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, well, have a bit of a kind of an external view come in and look at it and think, well, have you thought about that? Have you thought about that? Egos don't allow it, do they? But nobody wants to be the authority of this question, right? No. It's not... And I mean, this is... I was arguing with a a guy um, who I work on a committee with. I was arguing with him the other day and I got quite heated and stuff. And I I said to him, look, I, I I, I know exactly what you need. You don't have any accountability in your life. Mm-hmm. What you need is to come and spend some time at the gym, yeah. doing jujitsu and boxing, get punched in the face and get choked unconscious, yeah. and you'll learn some accountability. You'll soon realise, oh, the reason this is happening is because I'm the one making mistakes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's not what other people are doing. Like yeah. it's not, oh well, my coach actually showed me this my coach because if I show you those things and it's still happening to you, yeah. you learn some accountability. And I think that's the, the best thing for martial arts. Yeah. Um 
especially in kids i don't i don't promote kids being hit in the head but yeah. if you're going to come and you're going to learn jiu-jitsu yeah. and you're a kid you get swept and you get your back taken or you get arm barred and you're sitting on the mat crying and stuff yeah. it's the best thing that can happen to you yeah. as long as you keep coming back yeah you have to learn the accountability and you have to you know accept that shit things are going wrong because of what i'm doing not what other people are doing you know yeah like culturally we're shifting it's just not there was one of the TED Talks and they said about this sort of Western society it's all changed. I think since the 60s, mainly where it's almost overloved and then it's overprotected. It's like, well, don't make the same mistakes I made. Don't do this, don't do that. It was like, well, tell them what they need to do then. And like I said, one of the things that you just said, and funny enough, this morning I took my daughter to where she's playing tennis. She's only seven years old. She's one of these girls that, and I'm blowing my own trumpet as a parent, and I'm really kind of proud of her. She's naturally very gifted, like academically brilliant. If she goes and does anything, she'll be naturally quite good at it. Yeah. But it don't get you fucking anywhere unless you keep working at yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. And she went out there today, and it was just like she was telling me to be quiet, telling me not to look, telling me not to do this, telling me not to do that. And I was like, well, where, what do I do then? And I was thinking, like, as a parent, do I go get on with it? And I'm looking. At, then you've got the other parents looking at you and thinking, right, my ego's going to get dented in a minute. And I was like, don't overlove. Like, yeah. And then we stop them making these mistakes. And it's all right to tell them, pull your finger out your ass and get on with it. And as long as you're doing it in a constructive way, like you said, if you're, if you're giving them the right tools, if they've used the wrong tool at one point, who cares? They've tried. Yeah. As long as they keep going back to think, right, I'm going to use a different one this time and then apply that logic. Yeah, we, we don't live Perfect. in a world of participation medals so why are we raising our children Mm. with participation medals it's not I want you to lose I want you to lose I want you to keep losing until losing becomes a part of you winning that's just that's that's how it is I mean obviously my background's massively coaching and I say to people it's not like you if you go out there just thinking I want to win I want to win I want to win I want to win the moment you lose and you don't accept that that's a part of your journey yeah. it's going to hit you for, for six Massively, I mean you've got yeah. and that's even in the gym that might not just be competing that could be if you're coming to jiu-jitsu classes because you want to be a professional MMA fighter and as soon as you get subbed and you're looking shocked what, what the hell like someone's just choked me how someone just well yeah you better get your ass back in the gym because <laughs> yeah, that was that was jujitsu that's not fighting fighting's the guy who gets up tomorrow morning and says right I'm going back in the gym and working on that yeah, yeah. Th- that's what fighting is you know and that's th- th- those attributes apply to so many different things F- like life's a fight it's yeah, not yeah. two men locked in a cage obviously um, the it's like a physical e- expression of fighting but life's a fight yeah. you're going to get hit with m- way more setbacks and knockbacks in your daily life than you are yeah. in a 15 minute MMA fight yeah no definitely I think it's kind of it's, it is true to life where it feels and I think these things don't help yeah, yeah I, I mean they, they do and they don't it's great it connects people but I look at it socially and think well you, you there's an advert by Dove so I've gone off a bit tri- off track a little bit and I showed my wife I was looking on Sky Sports News looking at sort of football transfers and stuff and I was like this advert came I was like fucking hell what an advert it's a selfie in reverse and there's a young girl and I don't know how she is but I know 12 to 15 whatever she is and they do the whole self thing in reverse where she unmolds her face, take like size her nose down, change her hair colour type, and it goes back to what is just her. And it says on there, like, help self esteem for young girls with social media. Yeah. I was like, Whoa, that's yeah. pretty heavy hitting. And I think we've got so much information at the fingertips, is it makes us rush into things dangerous. Yeah. We expect things twice as fast. I remember when Internet started up. Pretty sluggish. Yeah, darling. It was yeah. like putting a hamster in a cage and just yeah, saying, wind up some yeah. energy. And yeah, it's, it's just 
change everything now are the expectations yeah yeah I, I like it I like that it's high because I think you, you should do that but it's also got to be high for what you want it to be not what society or your peer group is telling you it should be because then it just creates a false economy and it creates discord and disbalance between parent and dependent and the peer group and I think it's a worrying time but then it, I seen it the other day I'm kind of jumping around a bit just like it's on the green there was a what a parent bless her and she'd obviously lost her little kid four or five years old and the kid was happy as Larry he was just playing around on the green and she has sprinted over to him and literally I thought she was going to dump tackle him where she was in that much distress yeah. and panic and I was like first of all I looked at it oh god bless her she must have been going through a lot of stuff yeah ten minutes later she's still shouting and screaming at him yeah and I was like I said I felt like saying kind of getting involved and saying look I appreciate you're really distressed but you completely let all your anxiety and emotion and your so much love scare the living shit out of that yeah. kid but, and also you're you're neglecting the accountability like, absolutely the yeah. kid's four or five you're the parent yeah like who's shouting at you now yeah like the thing is you're going to go home and there's no accountability to you because yeah. no one's going to shout and scream yeah. at you for 10 minutes which they shouldn't anyway I'm not yeah. saying somebody should but if you believe that that's the way to deal with it shout and scream at your child yeah. then someone has to shout and scream at you because you yeah. neglected the child enough for it to go missing yeah. and that's not obviously kids get abducted and kids I get that this yeah. is not what happened but um, so yeah but it, if no one's shouting and screaming at you and you're shouting and screaming at your yeah. child then that accountability is on a four or five year old kid now yeah. to do what? He didn't, for him he's not lost no the thing is he's doing as I think a lot of parents justify their actions it doesn't matter what anyone else says well no 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 it's like well just take a big deep breath in a minute I mean that's why with the logo on the Mind Excellence thing I put the gap at the top of it to say just take a step back and just look down in a minute yeah. and you'll just take a just take a breath first of all and just see what happens and then try and review it again instead it's like bam 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 and that's all down to like the phones thing we're constantly being marketed we're constantly our brains on the it's over like a hundred hundred thousand thoughts a second isn't it something like that yeah to our brain yeah okay now imagine when something goes wrong that must like amplify to like 10 20 times the amount normally but I think yeah it's, it's a it's a strange one, I think, with the um, with the way things are, is to just get just get people to slow down, get people to slow down. It's like don't not love, just care, and allow them to learn. Yeah, yeah. I was lucky as a kid. I, I was I was like blessed as a kid. To be fair, I mean my I my old man was a fucking grafter, like real real grafter. Um, working everywhere. I was lucky when I was a kid. I played football a lot. Used to come back from Evercreech, pick me up from school, take me to football four or five times a week. Pure dedication. He was hard on me. I'd get back and I'd be playing football in the garden, training, doing this, that, and the other. And I was like, "You're so hard on me. You're so this. You're so that." And I was like, "Yeah, just you got to soften it a little bit." And I got when I was 16, 17, I I had my contract ended when I was playing football at Bristol City, and lost it. And I was like, "That was the literally lightning tip to the penis." Thinking, Ryan, you absolute twat. That's why he was telling you yeah, and yeah. pushing you to do what you need to do. But we get too afraid of our kids retracting from us and losing that. But you never, really, you never lose that, do you? No, no, you don't. But I think as well, um, parents aren't coaches, right? Mm. And it's you, you have like you have to parent certain ways and the only I, I'm not saying this because I'm a great parent my daughter had periods of being so far off the rails yeah. 
that I was like almost at breakdown. Do you know what I mean? Where she just like was horrendous. But and I thought I did an amazing job at parenting. Everyone around me was saying you were a great dad. You've been great. It makes no difference. There's too many outside influences. Yeah. And but from being a coach for so long, you realise parents aren't coaches. So yeah. when your your parent is trying to coach you, they often get lost in the. I'm only trying to do the best for you. I'm only trying to. Do, yeah. I'm only trying to. Do, I'm doing all this for you. I'm doing that. I'm do, and eventually, as a coach, they're not. They're not things that I generally say to anybody I coach. Like, yeah, yeah. Hang on, I'm doing this for you. Well, you, you, they should fucking know that. If I have to tell <laughs> yeah. you that, if I have to tell you that, the, I'm failing anyway, and you're not respectful enough to understand. Yeah. So, parents will get caught up, I think, in that trap of like, I'm d- pushing harder, pushing harder. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. As where. Sometimes that little step back is enough to make somebody realise, like, definitely. Yeah. What the f-? And I think, like, when I was, uh, I used to have one on one coaching for football, signed to Bristol City, signed to Newcastle United. And then when I was like 16, got dropped, whatever. Well, Bristol City were still interested, stopped. You know, I've never played football since. I've played, I think I've played three games of football since the age of 16 ever mm-hmm. in my life. And uh, I just didn't, I didn't understand it, I didn't get it. Like, my, I was young, I didn't understand what it took, I didn't understand what it meant. My, my mum and my stepdad gave me everything, took me to every gap match. My stepdad would watch me. I was the first person in Bristol to own a pair of Adidas Predators yeah. when they came out. I was on the waiting list. <laughs> like, I had everything. There was nothing I could have wanted more. But when I when it got to it, I was like, nah, fuck this. I'm going to do something else now. I'm yeah, gonna, yeah. You have missed too much of it. Because no matter what they gave me, it's, it's making me understand or... I have to realise that the value and what's happening. Do you know what yeah, I mean, and that's yeah. why you, you get these people young. Like you hear the stories of Michael Jordan, and yeah, yeah. you're like, it, mentally, you had it, and you have all these other people like Tiger Woods. Like his dad yeah. was apparently horrible, pushed yeah, him yeah. to breaking point, but mentally, that's what he needed. Other people just don't need that. Yeah, I think we you got to think from a financial perspective. I know of. I'm kind of speaking on maybe on behalf of the bulk of the society now is there's more money than there ever has been. Yeah. And parents, because they want to satisfy their children, and we always pay for their love to. And I think it's inadvertently. I don't think it's intentionally like, yeah. oh, there you are, it's a couple of quid. I think we do that now, and then we combine that with social media. Whereas, shit, they're doing that. I was having a conversation with my wife every single year for the last nine years of our kids' <laughs> lives, saying, "Stop ruining it on their birthday. You're, you go over the top." No, I does. She does it from a complete place of love. And because she wants to give, because I know she had that. I never really had, my mum and dad would always give, but there was always a right, it's like 80 quid for your birthday or 60 quid for your birthday, whatever it was. Yeah. Like, I didn't really give a shit. I was just grateful for it. And I was like, no, 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 they need to earn the value of money, learn the value of money. But I think we get, it's just go keep, it's just like a snowball effect. It's just going and going and going and going and going and going and going. And before you know it, what is it they got to drive for when they got you to, is the bank of mum and dad? to kind of rely on this but also for some different. for some people the motivation is not going to be seen no, it's like not, it's not yeah. like I mean no one in my family is an athlete yep. has ever been an athlete I've been an athlete since I was a kid like from yeah. football then to martial arts and I, I took MMA to the highest level that you can go to okay I didn't achieve what I hoped I would do and yeah. you know but that's not a reflection of how committed I was as an athlete so I've, I was a professional athlete no one's been that yeah. now my dad's motivations now still to this point are very different to mine like a couple of years ago i went to america for nine days just stayed a year just bought a van just traveled across america did like 35 grand in a year spent all my money okay. got back my dad's like that could have been a deposit for a house that could have like <laughs> right give me the 35 grand again now yeah and see what i do with it 
Yeah. I wouldn't right. go and put the eyes <laughs> yeah. on again. Like it's not yeah. like the value of money isn't the same for me as yeah. it is for you. And it would have never been, no matter how much of an involvement you had in my life, yeah. it would have never been. And your kids are gonna one of them might take the same way as you, the same yeah. way as your wife, or they might be completely different. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And you might just, I don't understand it, I don't understand the, mo- the motivations. You don't have to, you just have to understand that it's not wrong. Yeah, yeah. Just because I don't want, or didn't at the time want to invest my money into property and plan for the future and do all this, like, it, it, that wasn't wrong. That was yeah. 100% right for me. If I have to start from scratch when I get home, that's what I have to do. Yeah. And you can, when I get back, you waste all that money, but I never wasted it. It yeah, would have been wasted on you, but I never definitely. wasted it. I think it's that ance- like ancestral like education. Is like we, we, we continue that line of thought train. Is, oh, you've got to do it this way. You've got to do it that way. You've got to do that way. You've got to do it that way. And I, I, what you've just said is literally, it's just kind of hit me a little bit with my two kids because one of them likes money and she saves. The other one's like, fiddink, 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 fiddink. And it's not like out of arrogance, oh, yeah, I can spend money or I've got money. Is he wants to share it. And um, my boy is like, he's insane doing that. But the funny thing is, he's always got money. Yeah. I was thinking, well, how, how do you do that? And you smash it around. But he does that because he's like, well, it doesn't actually mean anything. It's just a piece of plastic or a piece of material that comes and goes. But he probably values it more. Absolutely, yeah. In that, so people would say, I, I, I didn't really want to be the one who said it, but people would probably say, I'm generous. In that, yeah. like, I'm, if one of my, I say to my mate, oh, oh, cinema, this, Top Gun's out. I'm out of its skin. I got you, don't worry. He's like, oh, mate, I'll pay you. No, I got you. Like, boom, done. Yeah, yeah. We'll go cinema. And it's at selfishness a bit because I want to go to the cinema, right? Like, yeah. I don't want to sit there eating popcorn and drinking a milkshake on my own. <laughs> like, no matter how good Top Gun is, I want you to beat it. So we go. But also, your, your son, he probably values money more in that, well, when I've got this thing, I give it to this person and they smile as much as I do when yeah, I've got this yeah. thing. So if we've both got the same amount of things and we can do what we want, yeah. we're both as happy as each other. Absolutely, yeah. As opposed to, he, he probably sees sees the true value of money in that it makes happiness, right? Yeah. That's, that's it. And it's not, people equate, right, so more money, more happiness. Yeah. No, 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 no you've lost it again now. Do yeah. you mean just, he maybe, maybe he understands that, you know? Maybe yeah. he appreciates or values what money's giving him in yeah. giving it away, you know? I don't know. Absolutely no basis for that. No, it's, 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 I think it's definitely the case. And to be honest, I mean, I always believe you should learn from our children as well because mm-hmm. sometimes they give, they give you signals and things. And I've always been sort of massively money orientated, not from a, an arrogance or egotistical perspective. Is I look at things right. If I get that, that's something I've, I've attained and achieved type of thing. And it's not until I'm getting older. I don't know if it's a midlife crisis thing, and or it's probably learning from them, thinking, does that really mean anything? I can't take it with me anywhere. Yeah, I can't. I can't like bury a car in the ground with me or my home in the ground. I'm just going to leave it to someone else. And he's, yeah, I think it's interesting when you look back and you reflect on it. You think, yeah, do you know what? He's got, probably got the right attitude. Yeah, but also it's, a, it's not to be cavalier with it, but yeah. it's to kind of think, well, does it actually mean anything? If what I was it for? It? Exactly. What, yeah. what was it for? Like, yeah. I can save it and I can have a big lump of this. Yeah. And then I'm not spending it on the things that I really want to make me happy. Yeah, yeah. And I see other people around me with not enough to spend on the things that make them happy. Yeah. But this is for happiness, isn't it? So yeah. why don't I pay, spend pay on what I want? It's not for the materials. Exactly, yeah. You get more from it. And, but I think that's a, um, I think it's a reflection of of you and your mindset in that you're, yeah. 
you're willing to look at those situations or you're willing to lay it's probably if you're anything like me those scenarios will happen and I wouldn't really uh, see the value in them to let in bed on my own on a night yeah, and I'd be yeah. shit yeah and, but I think that's a reflection on who I am that I yeah. can look back at things like say oh actually oh I've made a mistake there yeah I see this it's way it's all about learning isn't it I think you, you should never ever stop learning in life and even something like that it's not about going and doing a university degree or anything like that it's like I always say to people it doesn't matter what industry you're in it's the best sales skill the best skill you have in your life is to listen and if you can listen without an agenda, and you, then you will actually see the truth in a lot of things, and then you'll reflect on that. It's like you said, and then you get that epiphany thing, thinking, yeah. ah, yeah, I get it now. And it might be five years down the line after the conversation's been had, but like serendipity will see his way through, and mm-hmm. like, yeah, I get it. I do get it. And, he's, uh, and the people, he's people will say, there's this new, um, there's this new, like, tagline, or like, I don't know what, like a word, buzzword, I guess, like, of uh, manifestation. I manifested it. Yeah. No, you lived your life the way that you wanted things yeah, to happen. Yeah. Oh yeah, but then by doing that, I manifested this. No, you, cho- you you just went on the path. You went with what yeah. you were happy with. And this is what, when you truly follow what you're what you're doing, because there is no path. There is no, people yeah. think that people have got this shit figured out. Like, <laughs> listen, it's not everyone's good. winging it. Yeah. No, like no one is, even Tony Robbins, like no one's figured this shit yeah. out everyone's winging it the moment you think you figured it out you're probably going to stop learning and what you're going to find out is in yeah. the next five years you're going to hit a, a crossroads you're like oh shit yeah. stumbled and I say it causes complacency and then you go on a downward spiral and that's, yeah. that's why people you get these sort of peaks and troughs situations is there's always a challenge there's always an opportunity and if the path changes it doesn't mean it's stopped yeah and exactly. you know what I, actually it's funny like you said about the Bristol City thing because when I was there because when I was 27 I attempted to take me in life Right. Um, when I left there, I was like I said, I was like 16, 17, and then I lost my granddad when I was 18, and like my path went a bit funny, but I was like, plan, 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 everything, that's where I'm going, that's what I'm doing, and no one was telling me any different, I knew that's what I wanted, and then it all kind of like crumbled apart, because I allowed someone to get in my head, to say, no, you ain't going to make it, Yeah, yeah. you ain't going to make it, and I was like, I believe you now, yeah, yeah. I was thinking, one prick has turned around and said... And I've got like other people, like about four months before that, I was on at Ashton Gate and it was City v Rovers. And so we had Paul Agus- uh, is it Paul Agostino? Yeah. Remember that? Yeah, of course I did. Yeah. 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 Australia, wasn't it Paul Agostino? Yeah, and then Peter Beadle scored in the last minute. Yeah. I was like, oh, but I remember going on and uh, uh, John Clayton Senior, my, uh, one of the coaches, he said, oh, like when I was out there doing the half-time thing, I was in like 12, 13 maybe. And he said, that'll be you one day. And I, I gravitated with that. Yeah, yeah. And then someone else said, it was like, bang. I just stacked that, like, stacked that on top of it. I didn't really know what I was doing. And then he got to the point when he getting older. And then people started talking negatively and saying, well, you ain't going to make it. You ain't going to make it. And you started believing it. And I think coming back to that path thing is, you ain't got a direct path from A to fucking A to B. Yeah. There's certain offshoots and off-roads, but you just keep that mentality and learn and develop with it. COVID. We've all had to adapt to that. Like, no one put that in our way on purpose, in essence. It's just, yeah. it's happened, and God knows what else is going to happen again. But it's about, I think too many people give up too quick. Yeah, well, because too many people think that there's a journey. People, yeah, yeah. Too many people think that there's a route to stuff. Like, it's one of those... I think it's easy as well. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's... People have said this... I've had this said to, to me a lot. Oh, you've got it all figured out. Oh, you seem like you've got it all... T- what? What? Do you, no, I yeah. just I'm just living my life. I didn't. I don't wake up. 
or very rarely do I wake up and think, oh God, no, what do I do now? How do I make this? Oh, where do I? Very rarely do those sort of thoughts come into my mind unless yeah. it's for a set task. Yeah. So if I'm preparing for a fight, which I, I won't be anymore, but if I was preparing for a fight, let's say, it would be, I'd wake up and like, right, okay, look, I need to figure out where am I get my jiu-jitsu and where am I doing this? And it'd be a bit regimented, it'd be yeah. a bit set. My life's not like that. Yeah. There's none of that in my life. Yeah. It's, but I'm living today. Yeah. Oh, what are you doing? Well, I don't know. I've got to go work at this time. Boom. So I go to work. Next minute, I get a text message. Oh, mate, it looks really good actually to fly froster today. Can I get out of work? Boom, I'm gone. I'm going off paragliding. Like, yeah. Or, oh, sorry, mate, I can't. I've got to stay on at work. So I go on at, stay on at work and I used to check my phone, see how people are getting on, how far have they flown, how well are they doing. And then I suddenly thought to myself, like, why? Like, what? Yeah. I'm not there. No matter how much I wish yeah, I was there yeah, yeah. and no how much I watch how good other people, I'm not there. Yeah. Why am I consuming my life with thinking, of, oh, if I'd have gone out there, I don't know if I'd have gone... But you didn't. So, mm-hmm. boom, that's gone. So I think people's... Uh, the hindrance in people's progression forward is mainly stuff that's already happened and gone. Yeah, yeah. It's not stuff that can happen. Yeah. It's not progression that's holding people back. Yeah. It's holding on to shit that you can't change anyway. Yeah. Like, the, the real smart people and I'm not saying that I'm one of these people but the real smart people are the people who look at the setback Yeah, I can't go to work I can't go out and fly so I've got to go to work are the real people who um, for positivity are looking at that and that's where that ends that yeah, boom yeah. that ends there they don't carry that with them all day they don't begrudge work they don't begrudge the fact that they've made the choice they don't wish they'd have been the one who'd flown furthest they don't that ended there when yeah. that was that decision was made that ended yeah. there I did a, I do these little things on Instagram. They're like a minute, minute twenty, and it's just like a little positive, uh, motivational thing every now and again. You know, it's yeah. on my Instagram, so I post them. I did one the other day about happiness, and I was saying to to people like, so many people celebrate happiness mm. like it's a, a finite commodity, or they celebrate their happiness. Yeah. And then when other people are happy, they can't be happy for them. Yeah. And you're sort of missing the point. Like yeah. other people being happy don't detract from me being happy. Yeah. If you're happy, there's not a finite commodity where I can't I be happy. Yeah. So if you're happy and I celebrate you being happy, that'll in turn probably make me happy. Absolutely. So yeah. no matter what it is it was negative for me, I've noticed it, hang on, this person's happy, I celebrate that happiness. Yeah. Boom, you know, it's just a case of looking around you, not holding on to the shit that's gone wrong. Yeah. And just saying like, boom, well this is that ended there. Yeah, so you that's a springboard, shouldn't you? On to yeah. like, you kind of touch on manifestation, but it's like in, in a whatever term you want to use it in is use that to push yourself on. I mean, you're bang on, Wes. Is there's too there's too many people in society who will look at it and then they'll sit and feel sorry for themselves. Because that's fine, you can do that all you want, but it's then what you tend to do is easier to dig deeper into that emotion yeah. and then kind of come, oh fucking, oh, I'm fucking done now. Yeah. It's, it's a one of the it's a simple scenario. You've probably had it. You've probably got friends who are like it. I would imagine so. Um, oh man, really hurt my hand. Yo, I've got a really bad hand. Mm. Yeah, I really hurt my hand training. Yeah, I bust my wrist at training a few weeks ago. Really bad. Yeah, my doctor said that it might be fractured. Yeah, well, my doctor was talking about. He probably thought I broke it at some point, and it's not. And then you can just black cat. That my cat's blacker than yours, right? You've yeah, got those yeah. people. It's like, oh, I've had such a bad week. Oh, don't want to hear about a week I've had. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's just one of those. It's yeah. It's like it what? That. What are we celebrating? There, we're celebrating. Yeah. I don't want to have had a shit week. It seems to me like you want yeah. you want things to be shit for you. It's just. I think it's when you get to that stage, and whenever I don't do sort of. 
do coaching for people is you find this more in relationship like um, sort of couples where that's what it is and they, they're just focused purely on themselves and they wonder why everything else is fucking up around them. It's like, you're not doing anything wrong by doing that, but what can you do to really please someone else? Yeah. And this isn't just like sort of um, like sexual relationships and marriages and whatnot. I think it's true for business partnerships, friendships, jiu-jitsu. I mean, jiu-jitsu and that for me is, is more of a dance. It's really symbolic of, I mean, I, don't, I haven't done jiu-jitsu. I've done other martial arts stuff. It's very fluent. When you get the flow and right, it's like, you can actually connect properly with it and you can connect properly truly with yourself. I think it's, it's really important for people when they reflect on things and that black cat situation you just mentioned, which is, I remember that one now, I like that, is um, what can I do, what can I do more to make this person happy or, or what can I do to impress this person? What can I do which will make me feel happier? And we complicate it think well like in that situation when people are trying to say oh yeah my wrist is fucked or mine's worse yeah but mine's really bad mine's really bad no but mine's 20, 10 times bad yeah. they're just basically saying that you put your arms around me because i need to cry yeah exactly yeah 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 exactly like, you, you can't do that all the time yeah but it's, it's how do you break that how do you break that it's, it's really difficult yeah i, I mean look, i'm so i'm super blunt right? yeah i'm the same I, like i'm yeah. i'm known for it in like, all aspects of my life i'm super blunt super forward but that's why i like people I want you to say to me, like, if we're sat here talking now, I'm just going to say to you, about, we're just talking shit there a bit, mate. Like, yeah. I'd be having a mood. Like, yeah. Don't say to me, yeah, no, no, you've got a point there. What I'm actually saying, no, yeah. if I'm talking shit, you tell me I'm talking shit. Because I want to learn from this. Yeah. Me, yeah, like, listen, if I drop my guard in a boxing match, I want you to punch me yeah. in the face, right? I want you to punch me in the face. That's that breaking attention. We talk about um, my mum going back... I had a phone call from my mum going back in 2015, I think it was. And I remember putting the key in the door. Ryan, I got cancer. I was like, oh, fucking hell. Oh. Just putting one foot in the door. I remember yeah. thinking, and I just sat there on the doorstep. <clears throat> Took a big deep breath in, and I was like, I'm going to lose my mum. It was the first thing that ran through my head. And I thought, right. I said, right, how bad is it? I've got to go through chemo and radiotherapy. Where is it? It's in the throat. Is that because of smoking? Ask all these questions. I thought, right, Ron, what fuck difference does it make anyway? Yeah. What difference does it make? Just put on the phone. I said, right, mum, I'm on my way over. Went over, cried my eyes out, blah, 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 blah. And I said, right, let's just get on with it. And it was really weird. It was like a, f- you know when you, your body goes flush if you have too much sugar? Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, am I going to shit myself? Or am I just <laughs> changing my mentality? Yeah. And I said, right, mum, we just got to fucking go for it, man. Let's just get on with it. We can sit here and cry, and we've done that for an hour now. Let's let's go. Anyway, I went. I made sure uh, there's me and my dad and my brother, and we kind of made a really valiant effort to go in and support my mum as much as much as we could. Going into work, and I'll self-employed at the time, so it was easier for me to kind of come and go. There's one point where she was sat in the room um, having radiotherapy, and there's like six or seven people around her, various ages, mainly older, if I'm honest. And she said, "Why me?" I went, why the fuck not you? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And she looked at me and I thought, mm. <laughs> I said the right thing. But it was a pattern break. An yeah. absolute pattern break. Because we, we ex- we've already coded what someone's going to say back more often than not. Yeah. I go into the playground, pick the kids up, and everyone's chatting complete bollocks. More often, no disrespect to them, because they're lovely people. Well, have you heard about so-and-so? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're sort of, oh, I can't believe it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking, don't stir the pot. Like, someone say something just to shock someone. Yeah. And in that moment, I kind of did that inadvertently to my mum. I went, 
Yeah, you are, do you know what, you're fucking right. And I've never seen anyone, my mum my mum and dad are strong people. My mum's like had a like tough upbringing in terms of being straight to one, five, uh, one four or five. Bang, game changer. Yeah. Completely fucking changed. And we don't do that enough now, do we? No. Like you've just said, if I said, if you were sat there and I said, where's fucking shut up. Yeah. Like, you might feel a bit uncomfortable. Oh, you might think, do well, laugh. Like, yeah, like, but you will laugh at it. Yeah. hundred percent. I would laugh immediately. Yeah. That's who I am. I understand yeah. not everyone's the same. But yeah, like, I mean, I have it. People look to me to validate things sometimes. I'll be out of friends. Like, well, that's right, isn't it? What? I did it like no jump shit. Yeah. And that's, I'm blunt. Like my, yeah. I had it the other day, my mate arguing with his missus. He's like, I fucking said to her this. I was like, you were wrong. I like, no. I was like, you were? What, yeah. what, what are you ringing me for? Do you want my opinion or are you ringing me to tell me what yeah. do you want? That's the worst and, thing when people are asking you for advice yeah. and opinions. You're like, tell them, well, that's what I think. And I was like, and I was like you're wrong. You're 100% yeah. in the wrong. Yeah, but she said this. She, well, well, that makes a difference. Yeah. You're wrong because of this. This is why you're wrong. Laid it out. Bum, 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 bum. Bum. He said, oh, well, I got off the phone 20 minutes later. He was like, man, I was fucking wrong. Yeah. I? I like, yeah, 100% wrong. I was like, yeah. but you didn't realise that at the time you're heated, it's heated, you're in the yeah. moment, you're arguing, you're like, also, you're, it's sort of set up that she's the enemy now because yeah. you're split up, you're not parenting the kids together, you have an argument, so she becomes the enemy. Yeah. Well, that's never the case for me. Like, if you're yeah. my enemy, I'm probably going to knock on your door and have a fight, right? Yeah, so, yeah. the fact that I never do that with anyone means yeah. they're not my enemy. You're either yeah. someone who I can write out my life and have nothing to do with, which I'll do to, to lots of people easily, yeah. or you're someone who's going to be in my life. If you're someone who's in my life, we got to find a way to figure this shit out. Definitely, Because yeah. it's going to be pretty hard not to, right? And that comes back to that relationship thing in terms of always impress one another. Like, me and, my, me and my wife were talking. We've been together. We've been married for three years now. We're coming up for three years. Um, been together for about ten. And I said, like, she said to me the other day, "Oh, I don't feel like you want me anymore." And like, I got really upset because I'm a people pleaser, and so yeah. I won't do I won't do things unless I feel I need to do it, or I won't be told to do something. I'm pretty stubborn. Just make sure that's close enough to me. Yeah, you don't have to move, move the thing if you want. That's no, fine. Like, I'll come closer to it. And she said, oh, "I don't feel like you need me anymore." I said, well, "What do you mean, like?" I always make sure that I send her a text message and do this, do that, do the other. So I just don't feel like you really need me. I don't feel like you really want me around. I was like, shit. Yet, when I, like, turned my head back to when we first started dating and stuff, I couldn't do anything. I, I, I would go above and beyond everything I wanted to do. <clears throat> Open the car door from her. All the chivalrous things you do. And yeah. now it's like, oh, fucking do it yourself. But then when you look back, you think, well, I must have really wanted her to do it. And I do really want to now. Why aren't I doing it now? And we see it with blokes. Who I think they're probably one of the worst breeds, to, to be fair. We're very simple-minded, which is good. But I was reading the stat the other day about um, it was something as high as 70% or 80% of men, which hit 40 and beyond, retract from their social circle and don't have a hobby. Yeah. It's like, fucking hell. It's like, what's, what's actually changed? Like it's just a number. In my head, I'm still 18, 19. Yeah, yeah. You'll exactly. probably be the same. Yeah, no, same exactly. So. Yeah. so it's like, well, why don't we do these things? What what excuse are we making? Because it's not, not like it's a rule, but to say, right, now you've thought you're fucked and you're over the hill and you can't do yeah, anything. Yeah. And it's not like you've been together 10 years, so you're not fucking anymore. Like, why can't you have sex with your wife or partner or whatever? Why can't you impress them? Why can't you buy flowers? Why can't you do this? Why can't you do that? It's because you think, well, it's comfortable. And as soon as something gets comfortable, game over. Yeah, I, I that is exactly what it is um, from from the example of yourself. Also, 
I mean, uh, I think that people, what people don't realise is, or people don't, or people neglect to, to remember is that we're meant to change. Absolutely, like, yeah. There's a reason we don't still watch Teletubbies. And there's a reason <laughs> that, you know, we don't wear our pyjamas to bed and take a bottle of bottle with it. Like, yeah. You know, there's a reason that we don't hang around with the same people from school. Our parents told us we wouldn't. We didn't believe them. But yeah, yeah. there's a reason that we've like... No, I, I still see one or two people from school quite yeah. closely. Other than that, I don't really speak to anyone. And most smart people I'm about with at school. Yeah. There's a reason, because you're meant to change. Now, that's the same in relationships. Yeah. Like, it could be the greatest relationship ever. You've had the most amazing... You've had a great 10 years together. They've been brilliant. You've been close. You've been... But people are meant to change and evolve. Yeah. Now, you evolving and changing might mean that you're evolving and changing and growing away from your partner. Yeah. Sometimes it's not the right thing to try and bring yourself back together. I'm not saying this is in your scenario, in yeah. your case. Tash, if you're listening, it's not the case. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm not saying this is your case. Sometimes, it, you know, it's not right. You have to yeah. accept that actually we've both grown and we've grown apart. And that is yeah. amazing. And we should celebrate that. And we move on. And we have other lives now away yeah. from each other. But sometimes what people do is it... you, And it may be the case that you did this in your relationship. Your partner did this. Or you've both done this. You're both growing. Mm. I.e. your business is going well. You're missing out. Add much input because she's involved in her own life. I don't know what that scenario is. But it could be that. So then actually what it took is your, your missus to recognise... I'm growing a bit here, but yeah, it seems yeah. like we're growing apart. And you're like, oh, no, we're not growing apart. We're just as close to justice together. Yeah. But what you've got to understand is your growing has actually forced me to grow yeah, and yeah. build this business because you've given me the confidence to explore my own things. So I don't have to worry about you. Yeah. I need to celebrate that a bit more. Yeah. As opposed to celebrating the, the person, like, it's not, it's not necessarily a reflection on your partner yeah. or on you that you're not spending being as chivalrous with her and being, I, I mean I'm saying this you, I'm not saying this about you yeah, you is just general people yeah. um, it's not necessarily a reflection on you or your partner it's a reflection of you've both neglected to realise we're growing here yeah, so yeah. in growing yeah we've grown apart a little bit but that's because of how amazing we are together yeah. we're so amazing together that we have the trust respect care appreciation yeah. to understand that actually this guy can't give me all of his time because he's building a business. Yeah. And the only reason he can do that is because I'm the one looking after his kids and I'm the one doing this. And then in doing that, he allows me to do these things. And the only reason he does that is because of blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And people don't do that. They get caught in the arguments. And, well, this is missing. That's missing. This is missing. Yeah, yeah. But that's not missing. Yeah. What you've gained is more, you know? Yeah, it's just evolved in that like, Yeah, brain, exactly. And people don't... People, people think that this is my relationship we're happy together and we do this yeah. and that's what it should be in 10 years time like, yeah. how sad like yeah. no what did you not want to grow did you <laughs> not want to like, evolve yeah I did but you didn't want your partner to evolve and grow yeah. oh well no I did well that's what's happening it's just accepting stagnation that you've got to be the same person as you were yeah yes. just acknowledge it's growth it's yeah. growing and then look at it and just say oh we're not growing apart yeah, we're yeah. growing I need to see now and I need yeah. to say actually we're growing and we're growing to the point where you can come to me and say Listen, buy me fucking flowers. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, I, I get... Being a single guy, my dad says to me, like, oh, do you want to settle down? I'm like, no. Do you want to meet someone? No. I was like, if I meet someone, I, brilliant. It's yeah, got yeah. to be like a movie love for me, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think 
I still feel super young and I'm like, look, I don't mind if I meet someone at 45 and I have a kid, a kid at 50. It, if I have a kid at 50, by the time it's 10, I can still kick a ball about it at 60, yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean? And by the time I'm 65 and it's 15, they don't want to kick a ball about me anyway. Yeah, yeah. That, look, at 15, you want to spend time with their parents, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So that sort of stuff don't scare me, do you know what I mean? And uh, But I say to my dad all the time, I'm like, I don't want a relationship. Hmm. It, it doesn't interest me. Yeah. If I meet someone, I'm happy to have a relationship. It'll evolve and it'll be that. But when you want a relationship, you hang on too much to the relationship and you lose a bit of who you are, who they are, something gives, a commitment. I'm not interested in any of that. Yeah. I want to live my life and I want someone else to live their life and hopefully those two lives live as yeah. one together, you know? I think you know, it's, um, it's coming back to that ancestral thing where it's like you're told what stays in life, you need to do things. Yeah. And I see that all the time. And one thing I think we don't do enough, if you want to go, if you're going out on a night out, you know in your head what you want. You know what clothes you want to wear. You know what colours you're wearing. You know what you're doing. You make a target line, bang, bang, bang. So it's like a mini plan. You've got to buy a car, a van, tools, whatever it is, a house. You know what the, what the intention is, what it is you want. When was the last fucking time you knew anyone did that with a relationship? Yeah. No one does it. And you think, and you are right, is like you will grow in your own ways, but you will grow together like in a parallel in the sense it right you could just go understand right i've grown that way i've grown that way the connection the morals the ethics everything's still there so we're still like two snakes going around a tree and we're going to meet in the middle and all the rest of it but i think too many people go into things they think well <laughs> i've had people before they said i'm in that fucking relationships all the times they're this 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 he's a bleep 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 she's a bleep 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 like well hang on a minute what is it you what is it you want in a relationship what is it you want in a person well, they got to be good looking, big dick, big tits, big ass, bang, 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 loads of money, whatever. It's like, oh, that's that's awesome, that's fine. No, I mean, what do they? What do you want in here? Like, what makes you happy? What makes you challenged? I think it's another one. I think we've yeah. got to challenge each other. And what do you see as the ultimate relationship? And this is why so many relationships are like two, three years bang gone. Yeah. And it's like it's not really. It's not, that's not even growth. That's, you haven't had time to grow because you haven't there's not been a you yet it's not no you've just not, gone it's not right. established yeah it's like always go into Tesco or Asda and picking one of the reduced types and go oh yeah I just fucking have that because it's, it's cheap or it's easy to take and I keep saying to people look that's fine but if you really want like what you've just said is I'm not you're not going to conform to what society tells you to do in the manual saying married first then child house whatever it's like yeah. I'm done on there I'm going to do it my way but what you also do by doing that and correct me if I'm wrong and being a complete twat is it's because you know what you really want oh yeah look, not I... just in relationship but in life is like I know what I want from life and if something happens that's going to that will happen yeah I mean so I think uh, I say to, to my friend just, like, who spoke to me about and so my sister's terrible with relationships like, she won't listen to this so it's fine um, she, <laughs> <laughs> my sister's awful with relationships yeah. I've said to her before you need time on your own yeah. And I don't mean like three months. I mean like two years on your own. No one. Go on some dates if you want to. Have some reckless sex if you want to, but be on your own. Yeah. And I mean, even if you meet someone who you think actually this could work, be on your own. Yeah. Don't see them four days a week. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like just be on your own for a little while. And then she's like, oh yeah, well, the thing is, I want someone else. Someone. Hang on, two seconds. Let's look at it like this. If you were, if I said to you now, right. You've got to pick a best friend. What do you want from them? Yeah. I said, if you list off to me what you want your best friend to be. And they're like, she's like, well, I don't know, like, loyal, caring, 
listen, fun. Right, right. What do you want your life partner to be like? Oh, well, it ought to be like tall and sexy. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, but if you, want, if you don't want that from your best friend, why do you need that from your partner? Yeah, yeah. All the attributes you want from your best friend. Being able to listen, supportive, mm. encouraging, but that's all you need. Yeah. But because your your partner's going got to be your best friend, right? That's, yeah, that's how it's going to work out. Yeah. Look, if I don't understand why we pick partners with all these expectations and all these elements that we wouldn't search for in a best friend. Yeah. And lots of times, if you, if you said, if you said to me, "What do you want in a best friend?" I'd be like, "I don't want anything. I just want mm. them to be them. Yeah. I know if I'm going to be best friends with them. I don't want them to, you know, don't lie to me." Like, yeah. don't don't be a dick. Like, be funny. All those things. Yeah, like it's funny not funny to you there, sort of thing. Yeah, and I'll be there back in return. Yeah, that's exactly it. Now, yeah. when it comes to like a uh, life partner, I want the same things. Yeah, like I want I want my missus to just have those same things. I'm not searching for anything more specific in a partner than I am in a best friend. Yeah. because I could happily have a relationship with my best friend for the rest of my life. Right. Yeah. It just so happens it's a bloke and I don't fancy it. Yeah. So it's not going to happen. But, like, if you can have a relationship for the rest of your life, if you said, like, look, if, do you reckon you could be happy if it's just you and your best friend together forever, every single day for the rest of your life? Yeah. 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 Of course you could. You could be happy. Yeah. So why are we? What are all these expectations on a partner? They're yeah. just your best friend. I think it's a lot of fear of being, being, people being on their own. I've got sort of some really good friends that, male and female, they're, they're still on their own now and they're in their mid-30s. Like, still got a long way to go yet yeah like you're not life's not at the end like I know people think yeah but about children about this about that but it's like we're fucking living longer for starters people are far more in tune with health fitness and all the rest of it so don't worry let let, let, let that happen when it happens but don't force you're bringing that before you bring the partner in because you're thinking about all those future things before you've even got the now like concentrate on the now and just live life and when it happens but I think the other thing is as well is we often manifest what we don't or not manifest we often bring into us what we don't need which is the state of mind we're in at the time so we bring in this panic and distress if I need to find someone then you go think Tinder fuck you now I've never seen I mean I've never been on it and I hear people (laughs) this is is gospel one of my friends was on it not naming his name really want to he had tendonitis. Oh, uh, yeah? Where he was swiping. Yeah. Wow. And that's, that's what they refer to it as. I think it, well, that's pretty epic because I've never heard that before. So you got to be the first in Bristol to get wow. that. Yeah, tendonitis yeah. from swiping. Wow. I was like, yeah, but he said it was only in one direction. So, like, so you were literally just saying yes to everyone <laughs> on there, then, weren't you? But it's, I think that's it. It's, again, it's that speed thing. We're not thinking. Well, the eyes are basically filling the belly up. And it's like when we... Like, and I just said... You're looking at like a, a trophy thing or what the eyes thinking, yeah, nice, 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 nice. Let's give that a go, give it a go, give that a go. You go out and you realise, wow, this is like, this is a joke. And I just said, there's nothing wrong with old-fashioned just going out and meeting people. Like just networking casually, speaking yeah, to people. Does, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's all changed where it's like, the amount of fucking programmes I've seen where they're swapping wives. Yeah, I, I, I don't it, get this. You've got like an hour to decide whether you're going to ditch him and go with someone but else. also, these big couples have been together 18 months yeah. or so. I'm like, you shouldn't even get on the fucking show. Oh, like, right. oh, we've been together seven months and now we want to bring someone or we want to test ourselves. Yeah. And we wanna... If you want to test yourself after seven months, you shouldn't be together. Exactly. I've answered this question for yeah. you. Like, what, what is going on? But it just goes to show what the agenda is with that relationship is... Um, 
you've got that superiority thing where it's like you've got to feel more superior than the other. And this is a good thing with the like the surrounded by idiots thing as well. It's like if you've got two people that need to be known, I need to be known. Like say say you and me are together, right? Um, hot kids. Hot, yeah, we would have good kids, mate. <laughs> we'd be pretty sweet. So. <laughs> They'd uh, bloody hell. Right, get back on track. So if they if we were together, it's like. If I want to be more known than you are, we're always going to be competing against each other. And you get these couples that go on there and they're only in it for fame. Yeah. And it's like a quick bang, right? I need that money and I want that. And then before you know it, all this Love Island stuff. And I mean, I kind of admire the confidence for a lot of the younger generation to expose themselves in the physical sense and also think, do you know what? I don't give a shit what people really think. I know they, they do really, but they get on there and you think, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. It, it, and- they're willing to sell dignity, mm. um, emotion, uh, um, emotional, um, not support, but like their own emotional um, awareness, their, yeah. their happiness, their mental health. They're willing to sell all that. Mm. If you said to all these people, look, your world's going to fucking fall apart. Yeah. Go on Love Island. Yeah, people are going to love you. Mm. Some are going to hate you. They're going to be vile to you. Your world will fall apart as you know it. You're yeah. going to suffer bad. You're going to be depressive. You're going to be... But yeah, I'll, I'll go. Yeah, no, I'll go on it. I'll yeah. go on it. But they've already got an agenda. They've already got a response yeah. built in. It's like... Well, they want to be thing. They want to be shared on yeah. to Instagram. They don't care if it's... Yeah. Like... And then what happens is when it actually happens and they realise that actually all that I wanted with the thing, what I wanted was people to actually like me yeah, yeah. and actually respect me and care about me. But you were willing to give that up, remember? I told you all this would happen. You yeah. were willing. Yeah, well, I didn't realise it'd be this bad, but I told you how bad it would be. Yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't realise. I thought everyone would be right, but you were willing to sell that. Yeah. And in actuality, you're not. You just don't understand how important it is to you. Yeah. I don't, you have no value of it. You're really, just manipulating kids, basically. They are, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, I, I think it's. Uh, is it. Uh, whose daughter is going on there? Michael Owens. Michael Owens. Oh, daughter? yeah, I did see that, yeah. But then she's. <laughs> She's did she do an OnlyFans? There's been a leak of her, hasn't there? Like oh, right, nude okay. leaks and stuff. I don't know if she's got an OnlyFans or something. Right. Um, I yeah. I look at in, I, I I don't know who it is. I don't even know what she looks like or anything. Yeah. But I heard about it and I thought, shit, you got a high profile footballer who's well respected. His daughter's going on there now. You'd have to take that ego a bit away from his parents. You're thinking, well, they they got to do what they're doing. They're adults. But I think if I my kids went on there, I'd be looking at thinking they're being exploited for marketing to make someone else money. Mm-hmm which infuriates me a little bit. And you can't control them after and what goes on. I mean, when I look at, we look at like Caroline Flack, we look at these other people that are in those positions and... Three people from Love Island, I think. It's too much. Yeah. It's way too much. So, in 2008, I was on a show called The Ultimate Fighter. It was a reality yeah. TV show for MMA. So I was on The Ultimate Fighter. The same year, I got offered Big Brother. Right. So... I went into the Big Brother uh, producers and I was like, look, I've been offered this show in the United States. This is what it's about, rah, rah, rah. And the producer said, I'll be honest with you. We really want you. Yeah. We really want you for Big Brother. He said, however, I'm going to do nothing for your career. I'm going to do nothing to make you look, look good. I'm going to do nothing to promote you. He said, we're going to put out what sells TV. Yeah, he said, yeah. if you act like a dickhead, we're going to show it. Yeah. So... My advice would be, as a career, that other TV show is probably better for you. Yeah, He's like, that's sound. For for TV, mm. or if you want to be famous, Big Brother is probably your best way to go. He said, yeah. but I'm being honest with you. He said, 
I'm not going to do anything to promote your career. Yeah. Thing is, you've like, got that open wow. mind. I, this is the first time I met you, and it's like already. <laughs> you seen Set Brothers? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. what I feel it's like. Yeah. Don't you put your balls on my drum? Yeah, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that, all the activities we can do. It's, um, but you've got that open mindset, whereas like you, someone's not talking to you and it's like, no, 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 no. It's like you can go bang, peel that mask off and just listen. And a lot of these younger ones can't do it. And it's you're lucky you got someone in that position because in the financial service industry, okay, like just going back to that is. They see. I don't ever see when I'm ever doing that job that I'm a salesman. I see as I'm, I'm a general advisor. I don't care what I earn from it. I want to earn a living because that's what I'm here for. But if it's not right, you won't do it. The unfortunate thing is you don't get everyone in that same industry with that same mentality. Mm-hmm. And it's the same with that industry that you're in. As you were blessed that you had someone that was honest. Will you get that for the next person? Oh, yeah, exactly. When you can see someone like a really good looking man or a woman that can really... Fuck me, our ratings have got through the roof. You're going to sell it. Until they, they, they can't say no. Especially now. I mean, like 2008, we're talk- I think it's like series two or three of Big Brother. It's really, yeah. really lo- a young show. But also now, the, the value is in is in manipulating. <coughs> yeah. Like, yeah. listen, you're insane if you don't think these producers are looking for people that they can manipulate. No, and yeah. They're looking for the people who are, who are eccentric and they want to... Yeah. Of course, because shows like Big Brother gave us those people, mm. and we realised actually that's what people want. They want to watch the shit at the fan, you know. <laughs> yeah. So that's what's actively being sought now. It's yeah. those people that can be, and I mean, is it manipulation if these people know full well what they're signing up for? I mean, I would say it is because these kids are so young. Yeah. And I mean, look, twenty five still so young Must to be, be doing young. something like that. And Definitely. I mean, I sound really old when I say that. No, but, like, it's true that I. If you take your yourself back to that, I mean, when I when I um, tried to take my own life when I was twenty seven, I was thinking I'm mature, I'm mature, I'm mature. And I, I'd had a lot of life experiences for someone that age, and I was thinking, I know everything. I look back now and think you were literally just out of your fucking training nappies. Yeah, yeah. You you didn't know there's academically knowing things or knowing a few people but it's not until you get to a certain stage and you can't pay for that no, I'm, I'm, I mean, it's not so, to say you've got to be 35 45 to know more than someone else it's about we always i always say to people look don't base it on my age or what i what age you think i am it's based on the experience that i've had so like 25 years old i <coughs> i had a eight Eight year old twenty five. I had a eight year old daughter, seven eight year old daughter at twenty five. I'd had about eight or nine professional MMA fights all over the world. Yeah. I'd been coaching. Um, I I can list off a list off a list of things that I'd done. Why don't loads of thirty year olds who have not had any sort of life experience? It would compare to that. They haven't mm-hmm. got no kids. They've not done. You know, they've not been in a professional career. They've not. Done, yeah. Look. Me at 25 is very different to someone who's been to university studying a media degree or yeah. an arts degree and pissing up the wall nine grand a year of student loan. Yeah. They've not had the same 25 years on the earth that I had. Now, yeah. I'm not saying they should take my 25 years. Definitely. Like, yeah. you don't, don't go and have a kid at 18 and be saddled with that, you know? Like, don't, don't do that. And uh, if my daughter does listen, yeah, that's what I said, sadly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but just like, I'm not saying my way is better than your way. I'm saying it's different. Yeah. So you can't say, well, no, 25, yeah, 25 is all right to do that. No, no, it's not. It's yeah, not. Yeah. 
25 is not, it's an arbitrary number. Yeah. It's, an, it's the amount of days that the sun went around the earth. That is all there is. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah, yeah. 25 is nothing. We need to know what these people have had, the experience they've yeah. had, and what lives they're living, you know? But it almost gets to a point that when you come back to the TV thing, it almost feels like it's, they know the past. It's like, yeah, it's a, this is quids in. Yeah. And then there's no help and support. It's not to tell them that you can't do this, and but is I almost feel there's some these there needs to be like a psychology like the disc profiling for example you can't fudge that your your who you are is who you are and like, yeah. I believe that's just our blueprint as people anyways we can probably be a little bit chameleon like to be versatile in certain situations but what is us is us and I feel they need to do that they need to protect people a little bit more when they go into that industry because do you know one thing I think as well and I might be speaking completely out of turn now is like the suicide rates are insanely high. Uh, good friend of mine from True Valley, when I was at True Valley, Blue O'Connor, he um, is part of the Talk Club, and it's about helping men sort of sort of speak about their own mental health and such. It's obviously a bit of a stigma, isn't it, with it. And um, I can't remember where I was going with that. Now, where was I going? Yeah. So with the suicide thing, is it's almost like it's become a fashionable thing. And I don't want to. I don't want to sound like that, but it's almost like one. Or they like that's the easiest get out clause. And I mean, I can speak from a place where I was like, I didn't, I didn't do it because I wanted an easy way out. I did it because I felt like I lost all my strength. Yeah. And I lost all my path and direction. And then it wasn't until that happened for me, and I went to that. I mean, I took over a hundred and forty tablets. Wow. Raided the fucking cupboard. My mum and dad were away, and. Somehow, just like I, I obviously didn't do it to see it through. Yeah. Because yeah. I do believe if you want to see it through, <coughs> done. Yeah. It's but easy. You can do 140 that. 140 tablets is fucking like, tablets. I just want to go. I thought, right, if I'm going to go, I just want it peaceful. I don't want to hang myself. I don't want people to come home and see anything. And I know yeah, people yeah. that that's happened too. And fucking God rest them as well. God rest their souls. But it's like, I kind of did it and I, I remember punching the phone. And I was thinking, nah. No, 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 no. I am not fucking done yet. I was banging it, banging it, banging it. And it really opened my eyes up. So I was like, listen to situations of people doing this. And my nan even tried to take her own life. Like, my nan was, um, my nan was like a queen. Like, she was like, a bit like an Italian family type of thing, where she's like the head honcho yeah. type thing. An amazing grandmother, not so good as a, as a mother. The matriarch of the family. Yeah, yeah, big time. And then my granddad was as well. And these, um... They're, they're both past now. And I look at like those situations, I can write, why are they happening? And back then it's like, well, she lost her husband. She feels like there's nothing to live for. And she was in her 60s. And she had cancer. So I was like, I could probably say, right, there's a past to say, yeah, I understand that. But a lot of the younger ones now is, a lot of them are actually talking about the fact that they're not happy and they're giving a lot of really clear signals. Yeah. But we're not listening. Yeah, we're really not listening. And like the Caroline Flack thing for me was a big thing. I never knew the woman personally. I don't know her situation. But there's a couple of documentaries I watched, and there's a comment saying, "Well, we never saw it happen, and we never thought she'd go to this length." And I'm watching it, thinking, "Well, I know I've done sort of coaching stuff, and I know a little bit more what to look out for." But for me, it's as clear as day something was going to happen. So we were either doing the playground thing, which is agreeing with every other parent on what they were saying because we don't want to offend or hurt that person. Whereas in theory, we probably should have done what you would have done, which is fucking wake up. 
Yeah, I mean, it's... This is a hard it's thing hard to do, It's hard when you're not it? in that situation. I mean, yeah. Like, uh, but we can so do it. Yeah, I mean, like, so I've it. never been... I've never been low enough to even contemplate taking my yeah. life. That's not who I am as a so person. Right? I'm not saying it's not... It's all... not even about being low. Yeah. Like, for a lot of people, like, it can happen just like that. Oh, yeah, lots of people... And it's, it's a strange thing. With no rhyme or reason, and depression yeah. has... I mean, depression has many forms and many different reasons, and yeah. some of it's not... Like, I think too many people try to understand it, and mm. I don't try, because I haven't got a fucking yeah. clue. I've never suffered with de- depression. I have these weird panic attacks um, I'll touch on in a minute and tell you about them yeah, um, yeah. I have these weird panic attacks which I didn't even know were panic attacks for ages um, but I don't I don't know I've never felt low enough and this is like uh, if you don't mind I'll go back to when yeah, you yeah, went yeah. to um, like because you said about uh, feel like from speaking to a lot of people who have who have been there and I did a podcast not so long ago with Matty Hud and Graham Crease yeah, yeah. and we did it about it was about like male suicide and stuff Graham had obviously contemplated it with coming out as homosexual and all this sort of stuff so we we talked about that and people we know have obviously done it so and for me like you were saying it's about um, maybe not even being low or but it seems to me lots of people are uh, the easy way out and Mm. stuff and this gets thrown around oh it's the easy way out oh it's selfish it's and I think a lot of the time it's maybe not the easy way out and no. it's not that it's selfish, it's the last resort. People the don't see, see that there's any yeah, yeah, people don't see that there's another way out. Yeah. And it's not it's generally and I mean please tell me if I'm wrong, so I, I haven't got a fucking clue and if I'm talking to people. Um for me, it's generally not the first time you've contemplated it, it's that mm. you do it. It's something that's gone through your head a few times mm. and you've ended up there again and again and again and this is the last fucking... Like, yeah, see, I know people... I mean, for me, that wasn't the case. For me, it was literally, I've had enough. Yeah. Um, but because of my stubborn nature, like, once I, if someone says to you, right, get up on that karaoke thing and sing, I'd be like, fuck you. <laughs> you can offer me all the fucking... all the money in the world, I probably wouldn't do it because I wouldn't have the confidence to do it. But once I made my decision, and it could be something really, really simple, that's it. Yeah. And, <coughs> excuse me, because I see myself as an independent person, and like, I'm willing to make my own decisions, I was like, bang. And that's probably like the high red thing in me, because I'm like, I would class myself as a red in the Surrounded by Idiots book thing. And I was like, I just had enough, I'm done. Literally just like that, as easy as that. Just that one day? Just that one day, yeah. No, there was no catalyst, there was nothing leading up to well, it. I didn't realise it at the time. And this was the this is the big thing, is... For most people, um, they would have thought about it. More often than not, they will think about it, but they don't realise they're thinking about it. Yeah. yeah. Now, in like neurolinguistic programming, they discuss uh, sort of captain of the crew and the uh, the captain of the crew, so your conscious and subconscious or unconscious unconscious mind. And for a lot of people that do it, it he's sat in the unconscious somewhere. Um, they could have watched a film and seen someone do it. Um, but it could have been made to not look glamorous. I don't believe anything's portrayed in that way, but they might look at it and think, oh, that looks really peaceful. Yeah. And then something else happens in their life. And like in my situation is, the football thing was a massive kick in the ass. I didn't realise it hurt me that much. I've, and um, as a beautiful woman, and I don't mean this from a physical sense, because I know her husband as well, uh, Vicky Kerry, uh, Lewis Kerry, the yeah. footballist, lovely couple like i think they're they're amazing and vicky's very much into holistic treatments and stuff and i used to go and see her from time to time do reiki and she picked up she said you're still hurting aren't you from the football and i was like what the fuck are you on about i thought this woman's talking completely she's back crazy and it was about an hour after i come home and i just cried 
And I was like, why the fuck am I crying? And bang, that moment happened. And I went back again to a point where, when I was living at home, and dad had up a garage and I was training a lot at the time. And I was bench pressing. And I was literally bench pressing, cried so hard I pissed myself. Fuck. I'm in, I'm in the garage, I'll be okay, kid. What's going on here? It's my bladder gave way. And I, emo- I got myself really emotional. And I, I, it, then I was like, I don't get it. Why am I crying? Wiped it all away. And I, I carried on training. It was absolutely fine. And there's another moment where I, I cried again, like out of nowhere. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Didn't, I didn't, just didn't get it. Football, grandad passed. And it was just like two little trigger points. And because of my like innate ability to just go, part, gone. Yeah. But it's never gone. Yeah. And I kind of kept it in this filing system back in my subconscious. And then I started hearing about people, right, they've done this, they've committed suicide or lost friends or whatever it is. And then my mum's always been very spiritually tuned, like in tune. And I've always like had it in myself to kind of open up and see things or hear things. I've seen like a ghost when I was a kid and I tried to suppress that. And then I heard someone talk it. We were in we were a place called Buckham Farm years ago when we were moving out. Yeah. And um, it's a place called Hilly Tump. Fucking weird place it was. And we were just like waiting to move there for 12 months. Anyway, I got up one night to go and take a piss. And there's this woman, this clear as fucking day with a veil over head, sat on the crapper. I'm like, I desperately need a piss, but I don't like the look of that. So I turned around, legged it, run into the bed, kicked the bed. Foot's gone black and blue. Dad's coming, you're right. Yeah, yeah, sang, 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 sang. Didn't say anything. Next day, woke up. Walked down to the reception to collect the post. There's a picture up on the wall. I was like, oh, fuck it <laughs> hell. Like, that's that woman. Yeah, yeah. And my dad said, are you all right? I said, yeah, yeah, fine, fine, fine. Didn't say anything. Um, but my dad said, oh, who's that woman? He said, oh, that was the old owner of the, the Buckham Farm. I was like, fuck, what, what's happened? Anyway, this is going back like, that was, it was actually September, always remember September, December, we went to my aunt and uncle's on, uh, just down the road on Fortfield for a Christmas do, and they started talking about ghosts. Broke down and cried. I said, mum, dad, I've seen a ghost. No, you haven't, you're being stupid. I said, you know that woman on the picture, that's who I've seen. So a couple of days, like, in the, early in the new year, I went down to reception, and I was describing this woman and he went, that is definitely her. And it's like, all these things came into place. So I had a representation of death mm-hmm. through that, through my granddad's passing, who I absolutely adored my granddad. Proper, very fair bloke. He'd have me and you in together if we were having an argument. Right, you tell me your fucking story, you tell me your fucking story. And let's meet in the middle. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, that's cool. Yeah. And he did that with my mum and dad if they had an argument in Ding Dong. And I think what it was, when I got to that stage, like with Vicky Carey, and I was like... I stacked all these past emotions and they'd all then gone bang. And she, she said that to me and I was like, shit. Yeah, that is, I think that's what, what I've pent up. And then deep down is at the time I was seeing someone and that the relationship kind of failed, but I felt like I wasn't visually aware and connected to this ain't actually going anywhere. And I felt like I'd been lied to where it wasn't them. It's because I wanted to. Be, I want. I told myself and set an agenda to believe something wasn't really there in the first place. Yeah, yeah. And that was just like bang, put the cherry on. Yeah, I, I, like and then done. also, um, when someone recognises the issues that you're having yeah. without you telling them, sometimes it's a massive relief. Massive, yeah, huge. Just like 
fuck, someone else gets it. Like, yeah. Like, get, like, you know, I don't even have to explain now. Like, yeah. Someone can just, you can just say something to you like, I, you know, oh, it, with fight, I've had it with fighting. Like someone said to me before, he was like, your head's not in this. Yeah, you can tell. Like, no. Like, what the fuck you want about? I train yeah. six hours a day. I'm doing like, well, Christian, your work ethic, Wes. Yeah, yeah. Your head's not in it, mate. Like, yeah. like one of my now best mates, he's like, what are you doing? He's like, you're heading in it. He's like, yeah. why are you trying to pretend to be something like, fuck are you do? And straight away, like a relief, like I want to cry. I want to, like, <laughs> yeah. a relief that someone else had seen that. I mean, I went back and I fought loads of times after that, but at that point, yeah. my head wasn't in it. And I was yeah. trying to beat myself up and get through it and push. And so, no, I'm not, because I've seen it, seen it's quitting to myself. Like, yeah. no, fuck you off. Fucking, this is just how it feels. It's got to hurt. It's got to be hard. It's got to be tough. Yeah. And like, it's got to be sacrifice. But my everyone in that couldn't give no. a fuck about it. I just didn't care if I won or if I lost or if anything. Yeah. And then for someone else to recognise it was just like, oh man, the relief. But more people do recognise it and they're too afraid to say something. Yeah. Because of, well, what's it going to lead on to? I mean, I was one of the lucky ones where I took all this shit, went to the hospital the day after, and I was in there all day being pumped with fluid to get it all out of the system. And they, I was about 15 stone at the time. He said, look, you're lucky you're as big as what you were because you would have just shriveled up like a prune and you would have yeah. been gone. And after that, I was like, from now on in, that's it. And that's when I started all the coaching stuff and like really gravitating towards the That was literally where I was uh, going next. It was going to be like, was uh, were, were these things that led you to, to where you are yeah. now? I'd always doing? liked all that. I've always been curious about like, why is that person different than that one? I was a fucking weirdo when I was a kid. I was a weirdo. It's a bit like a Benjamin Button, really, where I was like... I was four with a 40-year-old brain. Yeah. And, like, I would never do anything to fit into a crowd. I mean, I've always been lucky to have amazing people around me. At the time, I didn't see it that way. Um, like, even school, I had an amazing group of friends, and I detached myself from them thinking, no, I don't have to be a sheep. I want to be the sheepdog, yeah, and I'll yeah. and sort yeah. of thing. Like, I look back now, it's not until you get older, you learn, you think, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that's what led me into that, is I just understood and Vicky to be fair I mean after obviously attempted the suicide and this is like years after I mean 32 I think it would have been um, when I went to see Vicky and she said that and I was like this woman don't even know me but she just said something and for some reason the dominoes have all fallen in line yeah. with it I was like bang yeah I get it I get it but what you said at the very start which is I'll tell you if you're wrong or I'll tell you if I've got a difference of opinion is we can't be afraid of doing that as people. And if we see someone, that, oh, they don't quite look right. Don't be afraid to tell them. You don't have to be a complete prick about it. Yeah. Like, if you're intelligent enough or cute enough to sense it, you're also intelligent enough and cute enough to be able to convey that message properly. So you've only got to say, is everything all right? But it's not just what you say, it's how you say it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think as well, uh, it, like, too many people are just afraid to say, you alright mate? Like, yeah. everything okay? Or, you know, like, uh, I mean, uh, amount of times I see, if, I, if there's a girl I think is like, hot, cute, like in a supermarket, I wouldn't think twice about saying hello to her. Yeah, I'll yeah. speak to her. But sometimes you'll say hello to somebody and it's like, oh, humans are speaking to me. Yeah, yeah. What, what, um, um, find me on Snapchat and message me there. We can't speak in person. <laughs> like, what? You like, become keyboard warriors, I think. Yeah. yeah, like it's... But that's where the agenda sets in. And but this is all down to the marketing thing, and I, I'll say I'll keep saying it and saying it and saying it is. If I if I was to go and talk to like I get this I get this thing in my head, 
He's going to say arrogant as fuck now, okay? But I promise you it's not meant to be. I do things like that all the time. I say things, but I've got no idea where it's heading. Like, this is going to come out and people are going to think, yeah, you prick. <laughs> but, like, I know there's been chances, like, maybe opportunities in life where people haven't given it to me think, well, he got everything anyway. Or, like, he's good looking or he's tall, he's this, that, and you know, and thinking, that's the reason why you've not done it. Or you don't want me to go into that to maybe go on further than what you are so yeah, they protect yeah. themselves. And I think we've just got into this marketing thing with life in general, where it's like, for example, if I'm talking to a young girl, like, and we've got Macy, like she's pretty much family to me. She's an 18-year-old girl. She's a good-looking girl. If I'm talking to her, I've got no agenda in that sense, but people could walk past and people say, oh, yeah, you're doing this, you're doing yeah, that. Like, yeah. You do know she's my family, don't you? For yeah. starters. It's like, I think we get this thing. It's like if you went up to a girl, like I would shit my pants from that. So fair play to you for having confidence. <laughs> yeah, no, those sort of things don't It's funny me. because I got about social media. I met my wife through Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, so it's, it's, a, it's a bit of a scary, scary world to be in. Yeah, I mean, so like I, I love feeling uncomfortable. I, like yeah. I, people say to me, like with, with the stand-up comedy, people, go, oh, what if you bomb? I'm like, I can't wait to bomb. Like, yeah. like, and I, I did a, a gong show, which is not my sort of comedy at all. I, I like long format stories is what I do yeah. um, and I just try and make them a bit inappropriate or a bit funny um, and people are like what have you bombed that'd be amazing like, yeah. the best thing you can ask for in stand-up comedy and I'm not stand-up, stand-up comedian by any stretch of the best thing you can ask for is everyone loves you and everyone applauds and everyone laughs and the worst is everyone hates you boos you in fact how amazing would that be? Yeah. Like to experience both ends of the spectrum. Yeah. It's not, it would never put me off of doing something. Well, and the being fact punched that I down is what you do after is if you get back up and right. Yeah, I mean, it's like, like, being knocked out would suck, but I'm not going to not fight because I'm scared of being knocked out. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. do everything I can to not get knocked out. And yeah. if I get knocked out, that was one of the consequences of fighting. It's yeah. like, you don't play football to not have a goal scored on you. If a goal gets scored on you, that's part of football. Like, and then you go back and you score a goal. You're yeah. not, you know, like, People protect themselves from yeah. the bits. And for me, I'm like, I I sing karaoke. I can't sing. I sing <laughs> karaoke every opportunity. Not because I want people to tell me I'm great. I don't like compliments. When yeah, people yeah. compliment me, I find them weird. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if everyone's like this, but no, when I'm people exactly start complimenting me, I don't know what to say. I don't know to say thank you because I sound arrogant. Yeah. Or if I say, yeah, I know because I sound even more arrogant. But then or just you, like, if you don't okay. say thank you, you're very fucking nice already. Yeah, so, so I'm like, like I think I'm not. Yeah, I, I, just, I just don't. I'm uncomfortable now. You don't you want to do it. Tell me I'm shit. I can handle being shit. I can laugh at myself. Tell me I'm good at something. I'm like, okay, wicked. So I mean, I just. And uh, we lose opportunity if we don't have that sort of mentality. But I think people don't understand. So I've got friends who uh, they've friends have said to me stuff like this before, like, "Oh, you should come out of us the other night." Um, there was me and like me and so and so went out for a meal at their partner or whatever. Yeah, and uh, her friend came out. She'd made a wicked date for you. I'm like, "Well, why didn't you invite me?" Oh, well, you just don't want to meet someone, do you? I'm like. No. I don't want to meet somebody, yeah. but I'm not against meeting someone. Like, yeah, what yeah. you don't get about this? We're well, never going to meet someone with that attitude. I'm like, no, you're you're misunderstanding the yeah. point. I'm not saying I don't want to meet somebody. I'm saying I don't want to meet somebody. Yeah, yeah. So I just want it to be spontaneous. Yeah. You inviting me out because you know a girl <laughs> who you think I'd get along with is exactly what I'm looking for. Me wanting to meet someone, sat in one Wednesday, thinking I really want to be with someone. I really. That's never going to happen to me yeah, ever yeah. in my life. I'm never going to. I could be 65. I'm never going to be sat there thinking, oh, I wish I had somebody. I wish I wasn't. Because there's too many books to read. I wouldn't, yeah. It would never happen. Right? <laughs> so, but the spontaneity of being invited out or being set up on a blind date, 
Yeah, that's what I want, of yeah, course, yeah. because I'm not against meeting someone, and I'm up for going out on really shit dates. Yeah. Like, because that's all part of the adventure. You'd make the most of it anyway, wouldn't you? Yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah. I'm not. So people just don't get it. Like, people don't. I mean, I don't. Con- I consider myself a bit non-conformative, and I don't think the way that I go about my, living my life is necessarily how a yeah, lot of what, other people what do. What is conformative and what is non-conformative? We're just governed by to think a bit a certain way. Yeah, exactly. And I think people don't understand that with me and they see yeah. it as one the other like, oh you don't want to meet no one no we'll always be alone yeah. i don't think you understand what i'm saying yeah i, I do what what so you wouldn't be in a re- no i'd love to be in a relationship yeah. i'd love to be in love and it'd be a mate well then what are you want about I'm like, i don't want that with someone yeah. i want to find someone and that's what happens yeah. i don't want someone i don't need anyone i'm happy being on yeah. my own but i would rather at some point meet someone fall in love as amazing we live happily ever after together yeah no i don't get it then i'm like well, yeah, things, yeah. I said, if you kind of get those four situations, you're trying to just force the outcome of it, and then you you become blindsided. You don't then follow that thing of, right, what is that I want from a relationship, or what is that I want from well, a Well, you force those, the want onto someone you shouldn't yeah, be with. Yeah. Like, I, I've said it about my sister before, she just don't want to be on her own. Yeah. So when you meet someone, you force all the things that you want onto that person. Yeah. Well, that's not me. Like, I'm happy to be on my own for the rest of my life. Yeah. But... It'd be amazing to be in love with someone and fucking on bank holidays be doing things together and like like having amazing stories, watching films together. When mm. I'm sat watching a film and you look to your right and there's no one there to laugh with her. It'd be yeah. amazing to have someone to do all those things with. Yeah. But I'm not, I don't want that with anyone. Yeah. I'd rather have it with no one yeah. than have it with just anyone. Yeah. You know? I, yeah. I mean, you're lucky you've met someone who you have that with. Yeah, I mean, like I... It. Yeah, I mean... The way we started was weird because I, if I had any bollocks, I would have done what you'd have done. But funny, I waited. I was like liking certain things, like trying to be a bit of a tactician. <laughs> I love those things. Yeah, the chase like, is the best bit. Yeah. Well, I also thought, and then bang! It's like death. It was literally death to my birthday, and she, had, she, I always, I said this in my wedding speech, and said, "Oh, do we know each other?" I was like, "Boom, got yeah, we will." <laughs> I haven't said anything, and I always find her up to this day. But yeah. So I, you didn't know her. How did you? Like, we no, need to. This story needs elaboration. I mean, yeah, I mean, we don't. Well, it works out. Funny enough, the her brother went out with uh, my brother's girlfriend when they were younger. So there was like a roundabout connection, and we'd like lived in Winchester thing. But no, our paths never crossed. Like for so what how I remember, on Facebook. How did it look? Well, I saw her on Facebook. I thought, yeah, you are. Fucking stunning. What, added her as a friend? Or? Yeah, just added her as a friend. Like, yeah. I was confident enough to do that. Yeah, random. But I thought, I can hide on my laptop and yeah, be yeah. fine. So, yeah, I liked, liked a few things. Only posting really flattering pics for a while. Yeah, yeah, no, I didn't actually, to be fair. But, um, yeah, just like... And she just messaged from, me from that. And I thought, do you know what? Fuck it. And I said, i got to do some Christmas shopping. Do you want to go out and do some Christmas shopping? Wicked. That's a wicked first date as well. Uh, yeah, she said no. But we did go out into Clifton... Um, for a drink and it was like a few so Christmas shopping I can't think of anything fucking worse no, no I don't want to do Christmas shopping but it was uh, <laughs> it was it, everything like I've had flaws like I have brought flaws to the table with it but I'm not just saying it like if I could have chosen to met anyone her every single time yeah yeah it's weird like she is a bitch when she wants to be a bitch she challenges me when I need challenging and like I've been really lucky with all my relationships where they've always been like hand on heart, they've always been beautiful people inside and out. Yeah. But just never challenged me in the way that I needed to be. And then she's come in and it's like, 
yeah, you're hard work, but then I must be really hard work because I'm attracting what I am. Yeah, yeah. So that that's when you get that challenge and that development thing. And uh, yeah, it's like I'll say it openly now is like when I was 21 to 23, I did porn. Yeah. Which um, that was like a self confidence build up thing as well. I was like, I know what I'm doing, but it's like I, I felt like I couldn't. I, I there's no, if I was single now, whereas I just no way on this earth I could go out and I could go and speak to women. No, no chance. Not a fucking chance. No. Like you're good looking. You're good looking. Like Couldn't physique wise, you're in good nick. Like you could just, not do no. it. No, it's it's more. Do you know what it is? I think it's the the fear of being rejected, which I think is the same oh, thing. I most love people. it. That's my favourite bit. Yeah, so I you, love it. I'd love to just take that core and shove <laughs> yeah. it at me. But it's um yeah, I've always had that, and I like now I'm like lucky to be in a situation thinking well I don't need to fucking worry about it. And when I was a, when I was younger growing up, I thought right that's going to give me I in, in in a weird way. I thought, right, that's going to give me more confidence. Yeah. Did it fucking heck. It was one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life, which, pardon the pun, yeah. it was surreal. I mean, it's amazing learning things to think, well, this is how it actually looks behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah. Because that's another thing, is we all think, oh, you need to have like a 14-inch penis on you, and women have got to have these massive tits, massive ass, make all these noises, and it's just not the case. And I did that, and <laughs> me and Tasha together. It's going really, really well. Well, I tested her a few times as well. The first time like, we went out and met her friends... I wore this wacky outfit. I thought, I'm fucking testing you now. Like, do you want me or do you want how I look or whatever? Yeah. And I was into my box and stuff. I had, this, I had this Geezer's Palace bright red fucking hoodie on, yeah. this stupid grey beanie, some black Canterbury New Zealand things on these orange football socks. Looked like a prick. Yeah. Honestly, it was just horrific. She didn't say anything. Went to laugh. She's like, you, you do realise you look like a twat. I thought, oh, this is going well. She's still happy. Anyway, yeah. went to mum and dad's. First time I met him, sat there, and I thought, yeah, this is going really well. Like, if I could choose any in-laws, 100% would be these in-laws. Yeah, they're down to earth, class, they're people of the world. And I'm, t- I'm talking to them, everything's going mint. And then suddenly I, I felt this jolt, and I was like, fuck me, the seat's broke. Tash, he's done porn. <laughs> I'm like, what the f- Fuck has just gone on, amazing. and I literally thought the, the fucking sofa swallowed me up. Oh, that's amazing! I was like, shit, and I looked there, and like, yeah, I have. Um, <laughs> so she was okay with you doing porn, and obviously she knew. Uh, Tash knew before because we had like, funny enough, we had like friends who I went to school with, and like there was connections in that front. So she'd already like sussed me out and did her due diligence sort of thing. Uh, and on our first date, she said, "Oh, is it true?" I said, "Yeah." I thought I'm not going to hide it from you. I'd rather it come from me yeah. than anyone else, and. Her dad turned and said, <laughs> so does it pay well? That's the first thing he said. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm up for that. Yeah. So yeah, it's all right, yeah. But it was like, it was weird. Like, I think it's, when that kind of story and wherever it's going is, it's always important to be honest. Just fucking be out there, be open. It's important to be you. Like, damn right. It just, like, you can't you be shamed of anything. You can't be dang. You can't, no. like, just fucking embrace yeah. who you are like, embrace and acknowledge that you still got to make changes yeah. like, I, I right. fully embrace who I am I don't mean that I accept that I've got to be an arrogant prick mm. like if I do things that make me an arrogant prick I'm changing them like yeah. I fully embrace who I am and I fully embrace that by next year I might be someone a bit different Absolutely, I might be yeah. someone completely different yeah. like there's no way I'm suddenly gonna fucking start condoning Boris Johnson's behaviour yeah. as long as I live because morality is morality to yeah, me yeah yeah but there's a certain fact that I might have more money and I might understand the way that 
but certain policies that he believes in work differently for yeah, me yeah. because I'm now financially different. I accept that. It's the same with I. You know, I fully am aware that who I am today, I'm I'm really quite happy with. I have loads that I have to work yeah. on. That's what makes me happy. It makes me happy that I have loads of flaws within myself that I need to work on. Yeah. But I'm really quite happy with who I am. I like that my podcast, I love my podcast because I really truly believe if you put me in a room with anybody on this planet, I could do a two-hour podcast with them. That's right, yeah. I really believe that, you know? Yeah. So it doesn't make any difference what you can be the Pope yeah. and I have no interest in religion whatsoever you could be the Pope you could be um, Elon Musk or you could be I don't know like a a, a disabled like athlete I'll, we'll talk I know I'll be able to talk to you yeah, right? yeah. definitely I know I'll be able to listen to you so that if I don't know enough yeah. I can listen and let you do the talking but I'll be able to carry my own arguments and carry my own thoughts yeah. I like that about myself but I know that there's things that need work, of yeah, course, yeah. and I embrace them, and I'm happy with them. So, I'm, there's there's a good coach called um, uh, Brene Brown, this American, American lady, and she did a Netflix series, and she's, she says about vulnerability, and like part of what you're saying for me is, or like my perception of it is, like we're too afraid to be vulnerable. Like it goes back to me, like I'd rather keyboard warrior, like my wife, like back then, think right, I'll try and create an opportunity, whereas I could just go bang, just be vulnerable and think, would you be interested in going out? Because the yeah. worst they can say is no. Yeah. Or the worst someone can say, like, oh, you're not really the type of person I really like. It's like, well, that's fine. Like, not everyone's everyone's cup of tea. Yeah. So we fear that too much. And then, but you can think of it like this. Um, so people, I've had this before. Like when people have said about uh, associating with, with uh, gay people, I hope so. Yeah. Oh yeah, I don't really want. And about like, what if he fancies me? I'm like, right. Have you ever had a woman who or a girl who you consider to be fat and ugly fancy you? Yeah. Did you fuck them? No, but yeah, yeah. if he's a bloke and you don't fancy him, are you going to fuck him? No, what's the yeah. matter then? I don't get where you're going with this, right? Yeah. Like, it's it's the same with rejection. Like, it's yeah. how many times, like, if you ask someone, how many times do you think there have been girls out there who have been self conscious who have thought, like, oh, I'd like to ask him out, or I should have asked him out, mm. who, if they would have, you'd have been looked at him for, yeah, I'll go on a bit, yeah, right? yeah. but they haven't because they're self conscious. That's yeah. like, Fuck it. What's the worst that happens? You say no. Yeah. Okay. And this is, do you know what? Like, you just reminded me of, I've had like a couple of coaching sessions with people and I said, oh, this person got this opportunity and like, I've worked twice as hard as them and all the rest of it. I was thinking, like, what you just said is exactly that. Relationship, business, wealth, health, whatever it is, is put yourself at the front of that fucking bus. Don't like, don't allow people to step on before you because all you're doing is you're, you're being kind to other people, which is nice, but what you're doing then is you're moaning about it after because you're not putting yourself through. And also, don't assume you've outworked me. Damn right, Don't assume exactly. you've people yeah. just because, I mean, it's one of those things for for uh, for me, like I say, with injured athletes, I'll take it back to athletes, something that mm. I am probably qualified to, to talk about. So with athletes, they'll say, oh, a bit injured, a bit sore, maybe I'll have a day off. I'm like, all right, well, do you reckon I should? No. Yeah. Oh, well, what do you think I should train for an injury? No. What do you think I should do then? Come and watch. Yeah, what? Yeah. I was like, we'll always find something for you to do. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah well, aren't I better off being... And I was like, yeah. Just assume that your opponent is yeah. having a death as well then. Because mm-hmm. if your opponent's willing to go and watch other people drill techniques that you might not be good at, yeah. is that a one session better than you? Yeah. I'm like, stop assuming that you've outworked everybody enough that you can have a day off. Yeah. Stop assuming that you, you want it more than everybody. Stop it. You don't. Yeah. You want it the same amount as everyone else. You want it 
And, and there's so many variabilities in what we do. No matter how much you've worked, something can go wrong. And that's exactly the same yeah. with job interviews, let's say. So if it's about a job interview, oh, well, I, listen, I know I'm better in person than them. I'm more qualified than them. Yeah, but do you know what? As they walk through the door, he might have tripped over the mat. As he tripped over the mat to shake the guy's hand, he's going, hey, what a wally. And the guy liked his humility. Yeah, so yeah. it makes no difference. What you've done, that moment of humility, is not something you can prepare yourself for. Yeah. And it just impressed the interviewer. Yeah. So just do everything that you can and go in there thinking, right, I've done everything. Yeah. Boom, it didn't work out. Boom, on to the next one. I'll do everything for this yeah. one. And just do that. Don't don't keep assuming that you've done more than the, la- the next person. Yeah. Or, or you need to do... To need to do more. You always need to do more. Yeah, Because yeah. if you can do more, you should have done more, right? 100%. And there's a couple of... Um, I predominantly sort of support footballers or boxers mm-hmm. in terms of this psychology coaching and stuff. And he's, there's kind of two two lines that I use, more so one recently, where it's, which is for one of the football lads. He's, he's been plagued with injuries over the years. And you, I can see why, because he's basically just sat there and he's just kind of brought it back into play every single time. And he was injured recently, kind of broke his collarbone. I said, what are you going to do about it? And like, we set like in a plan, visualisation techniques and all the rest of it to visualise back where he was to get that representation back. But it's like, what else are you doing training-wise? Well, I can't really do much. And it's the same thing as what you just said. It's like, go and fucking watch. Psycho-cybernetics is a huge yeah, part of training. Like, well, 80% of what you do is brain psychology. Yeah. And the 20% is your body physically carrying out his actions and, and doing what your brain tells it to do. But if you're going there, is, look at the wider picture. Is You're keeping yourself connected with that group, which I think is really important. Not just for men, but women in general. Like, having people around you is important. If you laugh and you see other, someone else laugh, you're going to laugh a lot harder. If you see someone achieving something and you see that what you can do, you will generate that feeling and emotion within you. It's why stand-up comedy works better in person than yeah. watching it on Netflix. It's, it's like you, you feed off of that. Everyone around you feed off of that. I said, but the other thing you'll do, mate, is by going there is people can see your fucking commitment. Yeah. You're not making an excuse to sit on your own but Also, you off. can see your commitment, which is the Absolutely. most important part yeah, of that. Yeah. Like, if somebody says to me, like, oh, man, you're, you're the most committed person here. Yeah. I don't think, yeah, I am. Yeah, okay. I think, oh, yeah, watch this. Yeah, I think yeah. this is fucking There's commitment. That's just how my mind yeah. has always worked. I, feel, I can't remember a time when it when it's not been like that. Yeah. Like, Do you ever think there's been a time where someone's triggered that, though? Where if you look back at it? I would imagine. You, you're I born mean, a certain way. Uh, but so you... my, my stepdad was quite abusive. Uh, yeah. Physically, in the end as well. Like, I, I, yeah, I take the, the brunt of getting whacked and stuff. And, like... I, he was a big guy as well and I always had it in my head a bit of the like yeah, fuck you fuck you like, yeah, I'm yeah. one day I'm going to get you fuck you do you know what I mean like yeah. just like a b- b- bully an horrible bully and yeah. um, I mean I had an amazing childhood as well and I had all the things I wanted but mm. he was just a bully and his frustrations was taken out on me a, a bit yeah and then he would just do stuff like if my brother got bullied in school he'd drive me to the person's house and I'd have to beat up the kid who bullied yeah. me in school like yeah. <laughs> The worst parenting in the world. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But all the way on the way there, I would just have it in my head, like, yeah, I'm going to fucking beat this guy up then. Yeah, no, yeah. you're not, like, yeah, yeah. Not like, oh, no, I've got to go and have a fight. But yeah, that's what you do for your big brother. Yeah, I'm his big yeah. brother. Yeah, I'm not. And now that I realise that is a psychotic behaviour, that's not the way to parent people. That's not the way to behave. Yeah. But I don't know if they're triggers of why I got the mindset that I did. Mm. Um, but I have it in my like if you come into my gym I would go to a gym I had a nerve compression for seven months I've got it again now but I had a nerve compression in my neck for seven months and I went to a gym and so I went oh where's your spar with the Russian boxer I, went, I was like who? Like, that big Russian boxer I was like, yeah I'll spar with him mm. and they're not 
they weren't saying it like as if I was, I was like, yeah, I'll spar with him, yeah. yeah. So they were sparring because he was big and he was a boxer and no one wanted to spar him. Not that they were scared of him, but they knew it was going to be hard work. Not, I was yeah. like, yeah, I'll fucking spar with him. So I'd go in and spar because I have it in my head, like, yeah, yeah fuck it, I'm not going to, yeah, yeah, I'll fucking do that. Not so of ego even, just because that's yeah. who I am. Like, well, so like, you're not fearing the result. No, I just the other thing is, well, is open book. Like it's like like we we, met, we touched on earlier the pathways is there ain't one pathway there could be multiple pathways but even off that pathway there's still another pathway another one another one another one I mean it's a, it's a good f- to get into that frame of mind that you've got is I mean like, but I do say to people special. you don't you don't want this yeah you don't yeah. want this brain you don't want this mindset you yeah. don't people say oh, I wish I was a bit more like you no you don't because you I can't sit down on a Monday night and have a chocolate bar without feeling guilty as fuck yeah, yeah. I have to earn it. You don't want this mindset because if someone says they're going to do this and I don't go, yeah. but if someone says, I'm going to jiu-jitsu tonight, like, go, go and, do it, and I say, nah, I can't be bothered. I can't enjoy a film. I can't, like, you yeah. couldn't be bothered. I'll literally be sat there and I'll be saying in my head, you couldn't be bothered. Yeah. That was it. Not even, not even that you're in pain. You couldn't be bothered as well you're watching this fucking film. And I'll be, say, I'll be saying that in my head. Yeah. I'm like, you don't want that. You don't yeah. want that. But You also don't I, want other people to try and represent not represent you, but try and claim who you are. Yeah, because they lose their individuality, yeah, exactly. don't yeah. they? And it's not, it's not a good. And I mean, I'm good in that. I don't push that onto like my daughter and my yeah. students. I don't try and get them. I mean, if one of the first things I say to everybody who comes to me, I'm like, listen, if you can live the rest of your life not fighting, don't be a fighter. Yeah, yeah. I recommend none of you do this. Yeah. Like, it will take more from you than I'll ever give. Unless you're Conor McGregor, but it's taken more from him. You like, can see that. Look man. at who he is. He's not. Yeah. That's not the person you would want to be, no matter how much money you gave me. I wouldn't yeah, want to. Yeah. He's now chasing off of an injury, chasing a six-loss winning streak because he's lost his whole identity. So his identity now is a sport-rich bastard who calls people out on the internet who no one cares about. Yeah, but you yeah. don't want that. Like, so I say to people, it'll always take more from you. But my that mentality, that mentality, and that mindset that that I have is uh, can, can be a, a hinder. It can be a hindrance in mm. that. Not everything's competitive, but it is. I don't mind losing it stuff. If you beat me at something, wicked, I'm glad that you're really good at yeah, it. Yeah. But I'll get obsessed with stuff really yeah. easy. So my dad plays golf. I caddy for him every now and again. He was in a tournament the other day. I, got, I caddied for him. I've never played. Yeah. Ever. I won't pick up golf clubs. Why? Because I'll get fucking obsessed, obsessed with it. Yeah. Obsessed. Like, I mean, I'll watch six, seven hours a day of golf videos, be at the driving range every single night. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sure, it's, that's probably a bit of CTE or brain damage. <laughs> I'll get obsessed with it. I'm like, you, you don't want this mindset. To be a normal, everyday living person, yeah, yeah. you don't want this mindset. You want to just embrace and acknowledge when you are quitting on yourself, when you are giving up, Mm. And also, when you are giving it everything, yeah, that's yeah. all you need to do. You need to, to. You don't need to look at me or Conor McGregor or anyone else. Michael Jordan. I'm sure Michael Jordan makes me look like an amateur. Do you know what I mean like yeah. his mindset was in, insane? Yeah. His work ethic. You don't want to look at them and say, "I want to be like that." I'm going to be. Like, no, no, you, no, you fucking don't. Yeah, you yeah. Just want to be able to, especially in everyday life. You just want to recognize it. You give everything your everything. Yeah. And you're happy with that. Yeah. The moment you stop doing that. Don't expect the result. Yeah. It's important, not a Jekyll and Hyde situation, but it's like when you're working, like I always believe there should be like a work and home. Yeah. Like what you've just said. To, if you're going to be a Michael Jordan, I read um, Timothy S. Grover's book, yeah. uh, The Relentless, mm-hmm. which I know loads of people have. 
And I find that absolutely fucking fascinating. Yeah. Now, I know he was competitive. He loved his golf. So after the basketball things, like you come up to my level or no level, no level at all. Yeah. And you do the same on the golf course. Yeah. But when he's away from that, he knew how to take that downtime. He knew how to separate things. And I was like, that's what we struggle to do. I mean, the amount of times I've, I've worked, fucking hell. I mean, I'd worked like from seven in the morning until 10 at night for like three years. I was doing that almost every day. Just bang, 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 bang. And then you never, my mum once said to me, and then when you get home, leave your luggage at the front of the drive and you walk into the house and there's no luggage anymore. I was like, okay. And again, is that set like the same thing? I was, it was only until last week that actually like the penny actually dropped. And I was like, I was listening to Shannon, Shannon Lee, Bruce Lee's daughter. Yeah. Um, and it's basically kind of running over Bruce Lee's like way of living and how he was. And she said enjoy the journey, travel light. And it just took me back to what my mum said, and I was like, now I fucking get it. Yeah, yeah. Now I get it. I'm like, fuck me, it's only taken me like 25 years to get it. Yeah. But it's because we don't pay attention. Yeah. Well, most of our issues are things that have either happened already and we can't change. Yeah, yeah. Or things that are never going to happen. Yeah. That's, that, like, psychology, um, once you start reading and understanding a bit of psychology, you understand that, yeah. Most of your worries are fear or fears are things that have either happened and you can't change yeah. or are never going to happen to you. Mm. You you stop living your life because you're yeah. in these moments that are either past or never going to happen. Like yeah. It's just, it's, it's insane. Fear's a good one. I, I would love to, I would love to speak to like a mass group of people and, and just run through fear because fear is one of the most beautiful things you could have in your life for me. Yeah. And people sometimes when I say that, they think you're just a fucking weirdo. And it's like, no, no, just break it down a minute. Because it's basically like, is it the way I perceive it and the way I sort of want to be coached is, is false evidence appearing real. Appearing real. Yeah, exactly. And I, I strongly believe that. And the, the, the thing is as well is you can, cha- you can change fear within a split second. You can change it within no time at all. And then once you kind of approach that fear, whatever it is, it might be me... Instead of fucking Facebooking and liking someone, is pick up the fucking phone. Yeah. And it's like once I picked up the phone, I said the first word. More often than not, you don't actually freeze. So like it free flows and it goes on. People need to accept whatever is fear of heights, fear of flying, fear of sexual encounters, whatever it is. I don't care what it is. Is fear can be operating in the same way. And more often than not, it's physiology. Yeah. I mean, so so I did a talk on fear. It's on YouTube. I'll send you a link. I don't yeah. know if it's public. I'll send you a link. You can no, watch cool. it. You, you might think it's bullshit. Be good to have your feedback. And. Uh, one of the, the first things I point out to people is understanding the difference between fear and being scared. Yeah. They're not the same thing. So if I'm leaning back on my chair and someone tilts it back and I, whoa, and I put my hands out, for a split second I was scared. Yeah, I was yeah. scared I was going to fall off my chair. Oh, I got a rush and this adrenaline for me and I was scared. Fear is every time you sit on a chair thinking you're going to fall back off it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What happened to you in that instance was not fear. It was being scared of something and it was a, a response. Yeah. That was an instant response. Fear is regenerating that thought every single time you do the same process. Yeah. So let's say mine was aimed primarily at paragliding pilots and yeah. people having accidents paragliding. But there was a couple of people listened, one that had a, a car accident and spoke to me about fear of getting back in the car. And it's like I was saying, I relate it to this. Think of fear as, as a bear that lives in your house. And every time you go to go out your bedroom, you go to walk out your bedroom, the bear's there, you run away and you shut the door. Mm-hmm. Every single time. So 
Like, oh fuck now, nah, man! What I'm gonna do? So right, I know what I'm gonna do. Next time I shut, open the door, I'm gonna shut. I'm gonna chuck a bit of meat down, and I can run past the bear. Boom. So next time you open your door, you chuck a bit of meat down, you run past the the bear. So what you're doing is you're feeding the bear. So all the time you feed the bear, it's gonna keep coming for food. Yeah. The days when you stop it, when you ignore the bear, you walk straight past it. Oh, no, listen, don't fucking do this to an yeah. actual bear. Okay, I just want to make this so clear. Don't yeah. listen to the bear. When you stop feeding the bear, eventually it's going to say, fuck this, I'm not hanging around here no more. Yeah. It's not feeding me. Well, bear's the fear. Yeah. So all the time you're feeding the fear, it's going to stay there. If every single time I get on a motorbike or every single time I go to go paragliding, I'm so worried about falling off or mm. the paraglider collapsing. If I spend all my time fearing those things happening, I'm feeding them. Yeah. Every time I get on them, I'm going to think about what could... Yeah. If I stop that and I say, when it happens, I'll respond to it. And I prepare myself as best I can. In paragliding, we can do like... It's called SIV. We can simulate it happening. We can prepare ourselves. Yeah. And we can fly more, which obviously... With motorbike riding, we can ride and we can understand... Look, cars might pull on us. There's a turning coming up. Don't do a wheelie past this. The more you just do that and respond to the instances when they happen, yeah, yeah. you're not feeding the fear. And I think people don't understand the difference between fear and being scared. Yeah. Being scared is the instant response to something negative that happens. Fear yeah. is you recreating that over and over yeah. in your mind. And this, I, I kind of gone on a few times about marketing and stuff and social media and everything around us. Is I find like getting on come with your situation, what you just said here is as a parent. There's one example where's right where we've t- I've got no fear of heights. I've done a, a accelerated free fall. Mm-hmm. I don't. I would say I don't really fear many things at all. I mean, if you said Ryan get into a shark's cage, I'd probably happily do it. I would probably shit a few rabbit droppings out in advance, but I would yeah. end up doing it. You know what I mean? But we walked. We took our two children over Clifton Suspension Bridge for a walk. Now, one of my old footballing friends years ago unfortunately committed suicide by jumping off of it. Mm-hmm. And I never really thought about that situation. So I kind of like, again, the subconscious just parked it and almost distorted the image of it. And I went until I had my kids. It was the first time I've ever walked my kids over there. My wife, as shit her pants, looked behind. And someone in there was going, <gasps> I'm like, fuck me. And my head gone, ding, 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 ding. Back into this, oh, my mate's done that. And shit, I've got kids and I don't want my kid to do this, 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 and yeah, this. Yeah. And... I think with the fear and the scared, so initially I was just scared, but the problem is I created that fear rapidly after that yeah, yeah. because I stacked all these other emotions on it. Well, and it become what ifs and maybe. I was like, fuck me. But I always say to people, it's like, you could change fear or even being scared within a split second. And I, I strongly believe that I don't care how big the fear is, you can do it if you want to do it. That's that's the penult- that's the ultimate Yeah, there's thing. not... Like, f- Fear is psychological. Yeah. Being scared is an emotive response, emotional response or physical response. Yeah. So if a lion jumps out of a bush at you, you're going to be scared. Yeah. But you don't, you're not going to stay being scared because yeah. you would not be able to move. You'd Absolutely, freeze you. yeah. You're scared in an instant. Your body instantly goes into shock. Yeah. Instantly adrenaline hits. Instantly your body responds. Yeah. Fear does none of those things. When, yeah. I'm, when, you're, when you're sat and worrying about falling off things... You don't get that adrenaline. Your breath doesn't go. Your yeah, yeah. your face doesn't go flush. It doesn't happen. Like if you if I said to me now, like oh spiders, oh I've been in like spiders. Yeah. It's not the same as if I put a spider on your hand. Yeah. Yeah. Ah! yeah. Because fear is not being scared. Yeah, yeah. And that's the, the 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 logical thing. Now, I mean, I have so these like little panic attacks that I have. 
I didn't even know they were panic attacks until mm. I read Steve Martin's book. You know Steve Martin, the actor? Yeah, yeah. So he's got a book called Born Standing Up because he used to be a stand-up comedian. Yeah. And he was describing this thing that happens to him. And I get it. And it's called like disassociative or... Um, oh. So basically, I will feel like I'm not in my body. I feel like I'm watching it. Yeah. It's like, a, like I've already died and I'm watching it back. Or I'm having a dream and I'm not actually where I am. Yeah. Um, I get them a lot when I, when I paraglide. And um, he described it in his book and he said what it was. And he got them. And I was like, what the fuck? That's what I get. And he called them panic attacks. So yeah. I looked into them. Because he'd labelled them. I could Put it Google digital, it. Yeah, I, could, yeah. well, I could Google it. I could find out what it was. When I Googled it, I found out it's an app. It happens a lot. These things happen. Now, so I was like, oh, well, now I know what it is. I'm, that's not going to get me anymore. Like, I'll oh, know it's happening. Mm. So every time like, it starts to come on, and what happens is, basically, I get so into power, reading my instrument, looking where I'm going, that all of a sudden my brain can't cope with it. Yeah. And my brain's diso- disassociated itself from real life. Do you know what I mean? Mm. You know, like, I've taken myself out of real life for a moment, and my brain goes, and every time I'm like, Oh, fucking hell, there we go. Yeah, well, I'm not going to let it get to me this time. <gasps> it takes my breath away. Yeah. Fucking hell, fucking hell, fucking hell, fucking hell. Okay, stay with it, stay with it, don't pass out. I've never passed out. Yeah. I've never passed out in my life from it. Don't pass out, I'm saying, stay with it, stay with it. A couple of seconds it passes. I cannot control it. There's no yeah. way I can stop it happening every single time. Yeah. But I know what it is. Yeah. And even though I know, I've, I've felt this, and I've gone through, and I would say, psychologically, um, if psychotherapy, look at all mindfulness, psychosomatics, NLP, I've done it all. I'm yeah. into it all, I love it all. I'm in a good position to deal with stuff like this. Still can't stop that panic yeah. happening every single time. Because it's not a logical thing. It's not yeah. something I deal with it. I acknowledge it. I'm like, here we go. Yeah, I'm not gonna let this one get me. Get ready. <gasps> and it just every single time. Yeah. Can, you know, there's nothing I can do. Do you, so you feel you feel that build you do feel a build up. Oh I know it's a like, I feel like tense. I'm in a dream for a second. Yeah. I, as soon as I recognise it, I literally will look and I'll be like, Oh See, this feels weird. One of the best things and this is when you look at have you, have you ever been on a seen it when people are on a plane on a film and they say, Right, breathe into the bag if you have an asthma yeah. attack, it's, bre- it's basically getting them to breathe out. Because yeah. the immediate response is I need to breathe in because yeah. otherwise I'm gonna die. And it's like no. And then you look at like Wim Hof, crazy motherfucker, but I tell you what, everything, like I've touched on physiology, is physiology is the first thing with any mood to, that you do is to change your physiology. Mm-hmm. Now by that, what I'm saying is you either stand tall, there's actually stats, Harvard University stats, and I'll be lying if I told you what they were. Whereas if you stand there like Superman, and I think it's three minutes, you elevate your well-being within three minutes so that's like adrenaline's all the right endorphins all the right emotions you're like you push through yourself and you're like how the fuck do you do that but they've chemically tested it and a lot of it's through breathing as well as the stance is you're breathing now if you do the cold showers or uh, therapies like that is the first thing they tend to do is obviously you get a rhythmic breathing thing but it's to breathe out yeah why because you've got the capacity to fucking breathe in yeah. As soon as you breathe in, you've been punched before and winded. Oh, many times. Fucking hurts. Yeah, many times. Like, you're there and you're thinking, yeah. <laughs> you just can't do anything. And, like, I've boxed before, never, ever, ever to the level of you. I was fucking terrible. But I remember, um, there's one that, uh, friend of Graham's actually, Will. He yeah, no, Will. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. He's sound, I love him. Yeah. And we were sparring over in, um, we were over in Non. He overhand righted me on the top of the head, like right at the back yeah. of the head. And it stunned me. And I remember, I remember standing there thinking, my legs are fucking cemented to the floor. 
and I was trying to breathe in. And I thought, fuck me, if I know I knew now what I like knew then what I knew now, is it was like, right, just breathe out a minute, just breathe out and just bring that physiology back in. Because as soon as you do that, if I go into a cold shower, so I do cold showers every morning. Yeah, me too. Well, I don't do them in the morning. Fucking love I it. do them every day after training. Right, so my resting heart rate now is 80, 83, which is too high. I mean, yeah. I'm 37 years of age. And I was like, I don't like this. My dad's got like heart conditions. I'm always stressed off my tits. My third's going as great as fucking is anything. Why is this happening? And I come on to this like cold therapy and stuff. And I was doing the Tony Robbins. I did a three day um, Anisha Paragon thing. Uh, Tony Robbins in here. And it's like 12 in the afternoon till one, two, three o'clock in the morning. And it's all about physiology. Oh, fucking that. This is boring. But I thought, right, keep at it, keep at it, keep at it. And then the, again, it's that penny drop, lightning tip to the bollocks type of thing. Uh, lightning shot to the bollocks. And it was a breathe out, and I cannot emphasise enough to people how powerful it is. Now, if I sit there like that, and if you well, if you just slant your arms down now and yeah. you try and take a big, big deep breath in, you're going to struggle to do it. Yeah. If I bring that back, I'm already like allowing myself. Already, I feel different. It's like shoulders back. I feel like king of the world. So I thought, right, let's just take that basic thing first. So just let's take one step. Not let's not manufacture five, six, seven things at the same time. So you just fuck them up. So I used to walk down to the office and think, right, I'm going to stand tall a minute and I'm going to walk down my head high and feel like I'm being pulled, head pulled into the sky. And I was like, okay. And I was looking at my watch and came right, I'm usually around 101 beats per minute because I've got a bit of a walking pace. 62. I was like, that's weird. Why is that happening? So I thought, well, let's monitor over weeks. So I monitored over weeks, still 62. I was like, this is feeling pretty good then I brought in the cold therapy but I was doing the breathing thing first mm-hmm. the long out breath so really extended out breath and not going <gasps> and chucking loads of energy chucking loads of stuff in really yeah. quick but just like I was then doing it through my nose I've got a broken nose and I can only breathe through the run Australia. I thought right yeah, pace the in breath I was down to 48 beats per minute yeah man that's within the space of 10 days just by going, right, one thing first, let's get that feeling of, yeah, do you know what, I feel good. And then, even on days where, like my two, they're seven and nine, they would stress a living shit at me in the morning, where they're like hyper, or not listening, just doing the things that kids do. And even then I was like, this ain't affecting me. It's not to say that happens every day. Yeah. But when you're like in there, and like walking down, and then the other thing I noticed, and this comes back to creating opportunities, is... I did notice people were looking at me and they must have thought he's either got a rudge shoved up his ass where he just can't move and he's like, or he's broken his back or something, yeah. or this bloke's floating on something because he's smoking something, or he's actually genuinely happy. Yeah. And I found myself, when I elevated myself, it was like a two millimetre shift and shoulders back is, I was then wanting to say hello to people. Isn't it weird when we go on all days, it's like, it's like a communal thing where you're yeah. like, all right, how are you doing this? I don't know fucking how, I don't know who you are, but I'm saying hello to you, do it here. And you're like, yeah, is it, I mean, you could it's just weird. be going, Wollacombe or something. Yeah. But you've never said hello to the guy four doors down. Yeah, it's a universal greet. And it's like, yeah. why don't we do that anywhere? And it's like, I noticed then, it's like, bang, shoulders up, posture out. People were paying attention. They probably weren't, but I felt like it. So it was elevating my mood. When it was elevating my mood, I felt more relaxed. And I felt that if ever I got to the pressure, when I got to that situation with the, coming back to the suspension bridge, where I was like, fuck. 
like before it, I felt it go here, I felt my hands go clammy, I felt my yeah. body tense, and I was like, right, it's signs there straight away. So I just literally... And I said to my wife, it's all fine. Yeah. But I could like pick that the straight away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And people say, oh, it's not that easy. And it, it won't happen first time. It may not happen second, third, fourth time. Well, this is the thing. You well. train it. People want a quick fix. Don't in happen. everything people want everything to happen fad instantly yeah. no exactly fad diets all of these things yeah. people want results for stuff instantly what they don't realise is your issues have taken years to man- years to accumulate and Absolutely. now they manifest themselves this way yeah. you're looking for an instant fix for something that has happened over you well no because I never used to be like it no, but there was contributing factors yeah. that have built up to this. You haven't just gone from this to this in a day. Yeah. This is accumulation it's it's to this point. Yeah, it's a little process. Now. So you can unlearn it or learn something. Like these little panic attack things that I get, there's no rhyme nor reason. Yeah. I've looked at all the medical stuff about it. There's no, it just happens. Like yeah. I can't think of the other word. It's not disassociated as one, but derealization. Yeah. So derealization. So you can look them up as one and uh, read about them. But yeah, the derealization. So now when I'm flying, a lot of the time I'll radio someone straight away who I'm flying with if I'm on yeah. my own it's a bit of shit but sometimes I'll radio someone I'll be like, and it'll be something really like Joe are you going to climb over there I can see he's not going to climb yeah, yeah. I just need to get the response back boom my head's sorted now yeah. now I know it's just the derealisation and I know in like two three minutes I'll be okay but if yeah. I radio Joe boom it takes seconds you know I mean? or if yeah. I radio whoever I'm with it'll only take seconds because my brain just has to, to catch up yeah. so there's all these little things. I don't think people realise what modern life, mm. what stresses modern life puts on us that we Absolute are not built anything. for. Yeah, We're not built it's for too much sitting at a desk for six hours. We're not built for it. No. We're not meant to be sat down for that yeah. amount of time. We're not built for staring at a computer screen. We're not built for talking on phones. We're not, all mm. these things are the things that we're not built for. And if you go back 300 years, wouldn't even in our lives. 300 years ago, we weren't sat at desks all day. We weren't looking at computer yeah. screens we weren't on phones all the time 300 years in the form of evolution is you, like it would be like in the terms of evolution it would literally be like having a shave on a Monday yeah. and sh- and having a 5 o'clock shadow that's yeah. like Monday morning you shave at 9 o'clock having a 5 o'clock shadow is basically yeah. the length of time the 300 years it's nothing it's yeah. no our bodies not our mentally we're not designed for it physically we're not designed for the world that we live in yeah so you can't just logically say well i don't understand why this is happening i want to no there's processes that are yeah. bog standard we wouldn't have had to walk around upright and straight because that's how we would have walked yeah yeah that's just how, how you're saying describing walking that's how we would have walked yeah, 300 yeah. years ago well it's i i was always always impressed with my granddad um he always had this suit that he used to wear, and every every time he used to have a family party, the same suit comes out of the locker, and it's proper like the um oh, what's it? It's not his band. Yeah, it's like a cummerbund, but he was also like where the suit jacket comes across. I can't remember what it's like. Oh, double breasted. Double breasted. You know, yeah. And he used to dance with my man. I was like, fuck you now, like that's amazing. That's like old school times, yeah. and we don't really have now. It's like twerking all the rest of it. But what it kind of took me back to is fuck me in their era. Never had the internet, never had mobile phones. They would probably send carrier pigeon if they wanted to fucking get a message to someone long distance. <laughs> but if they had to go to, like, we don't really post things anymore. Yeah. Now, it's the simple things that I think we've lost touch with is if we had to go and post a letter to someone and write to someone, 
we wonder why there's less anxiety back then than there is now because we're actually writing things down and getting thoughts onto paper and getting it out of the brain. Yeah. Plus, we've got the added ability of back then we would physically go and post it. So we would walk from position A to position B where you've got complete peace. Fuck me. If I got a post box just there, 20 yards away, yeah. I'm probably on the phone. Yeah. And it's like, well, I'm filling my brain up with all this stuff. You don't allow yourself time to think. It's the thing of saying hello as well to people. Yeah. Like, go back. Look, let's go back. What's a short period of time? Let's say 80 years. Yeah. Really short period of time, 80 years. Go back 80 years when you left your house to walk mm. to the shop for food. Everyone you bumped into might be the only people you'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one's going to bring your house phone. Yeah. They're out doing their own stuff. You never have mobile. So yeah. when you left and you went out for a, to do... So you would see someone doing their garden four doors down. So morning, how you doing? Yeah. Oh, bushes looking nice. Because that's the only people you're <laughs> going to engage with. Yeah. Now, so I thought about this the other day. I, was, I went very well. Didn't leave the house for about 36 hours. And uh, all my engagement was online. Everything was online. People knew I was ill and stuff, sort of talking online. And then I was like, I sat there and I was like, I've not said, a, I've not spoken yeah, for yeah. 24 hours. What the fuck? No, first, fuck this, went right to the co op. Went right to the just to say hello, good morning, so on, just to say something. Because yeah. I was like, this is insanity. That yeah. This is how, and there's people do that for months at a time. Order yeah. takeaway food, order their shopping in line, work from home now. So the only people they deal with is on a phone or via email. Yeah. Like, we're at the point where it's becoming irreversible. It's got to be reversed now. Yeah. You need that engagement with people. You know? And yeah. with that, you'll realise yeah. the more when people were doing that and they were engaging more people they would have seen more people have not got their shit together yeah. more people are in a bad position more people are or you're not actually any different to anyone else this is what everyone's life is like because you're engaging with people yeah, yeah. at the moment you're seeing I'm not going to go on Instagram and post a picture of how fucking shit my day is and A because no one wants to see it yeah. and B I don't want you to know you don't need yeah, to yeah. know so I'm going to post about how nice my new it's my latest one how nice my new moss terrarium is that I made today and it is fucking nice <laughs> so I, I'm going to post that right so yeah. then you're going to say oh that's a nice moss terrarium oh fuck me I wish I could get a moss terrarium it's not like yeah, yeah. it's not it's irrelevant yeah. do you know what I mean if I didn't have Instagram and I there was none of that. You'd have seen me yeah. walk past it. Well, I was, oh, I put a mosterarium and we'd have spoke about it. We'd yeah. engage, you know. That's lost. I think it's, it's more important. I think we lose the connection with, like that is more of a connection than having someone like someone a thousand times where yeah. it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. It's just, it's an unusual time. And I think with all this like artificial intelligence, I was reading something the other day where, funny enough, on, on Instagram, where it came up on the newsfeed on BBC saying, a robot is fed back to someone that they have emotional feelings. Yeah, Google. Fuck. Yeah. Fuck me. I can remember years ago reading a, a book. I, I never used to read when I was a kid. I couldn't, couldn't really stand it. Judge Dredd. Yeah. With Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. And I always remember that page stay thinking, this is going to happen one day. Yeah. It's going to be like hover cars and all the rest of it. And it's like, and the world's going to be run by robots. And it's like, and they're going to blame the robots. So it's like the man's more intelligent than the robot, and that's why they've created the robot. And they're creating this like centralized system of everyone's watched. You're in this like core thing of a system, and you're part of that system. And then you lose focus on what is reality. You lose focus on what means something to people, yeah. what means something to you. And if you need someone to give you CPR, 
now. Imagine what that post is going to be in 20, 30 years' time. No one's going to do that. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. who's going to save your life? Yeah. You're going to be reliant on a robot. Yeah. Whereas like people need people, and I think we're losing oh, that connection. Oh, in people the true need people. Way. There's not. We'll become the. We'll be. We'll just be an energy source. Yeah, yeah. That keeps the cogs turning. That's all we'll yeah. become if we don't stop. I mean, it's too late. It is too late. The, the quest for AI and stuff is is too late. It's, well, it's going to evolve. Too money orientated and too driven by that. Yeah, exactly. It's gonna, like it, it is too late. I think for that to stop, but. It's not too late to recognise and yeah. for us to start living our lives. Um, it, it, the, the moment that the um, technological advancement, um, AI advancement, the moment that that supersedes emotional and uh, connectedness and mm. caring and um, you know that that compatibility and compassion, the moment it like. I don't. That's. I don't want to be involved in it. It's yeah. not. Well, COVID's been the first test of that for me. Yes, it's like, yeah. is, I think there's been some places where I've had loads of people who's like that. Funny enough, for me, was the height of coaching when people are like they're finding their ways and then and get people. Yeah, I've seen life in a completely different way now. I feel like I need more time and reconnection with family. It's like five, four, three, two, one. Bang! They're back out again, yeah. and they lose all that shit. All that self-promise, all that self-devotion to trying to change life, you're seeing things in a different way now. It's like, you've just become part of the rat race again. again. And it's like, I understand that. And you're not, like you said, you're not going to stop it. But I think it is, no, I don't think, I strongly believe people need to take that step back, take that sort of long out breath and re- look at it and think, I need to make memories. I need to make connection with people. And, and we say about, we've gone back, sort of done full circle with the suicide thing is, I'm telling you now, people will notice more problems if they connect. Well, what, what will happen is people like yourself, um, someone around you will notice yeah. things are going wrong maybe a little bit. And also, you'll feel like you can tell someone more. Yeah. So that's like, you know, that, that, they're the two things that happen. Yeah. Just simply because people are engaging more. Yeah. And when that happens, hopefully it doesn't mean that people have to keep going through shit for people to reach it, to yeah. reach that point. Hopefully people get to the point and they understand that, hang on, if I if I want to be able to speak to people more, mm. people I need to accept that people need, to, need people are going to need to speak to me more. Yeah, so yeah. when you're more accepting of people speaking to you more, you're going to have to in turn Damn be right. more willing to speak to yeah. people. And that's where you're going to it's gonna be, you're gonna uh, you're gonna see that in people, and you're gonna say that's yeah. I can I can trust this person. I can confide, Absolutely, or yeah. this person needs to confide and trust. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, it, you've got to be vulnerable. Uh, like don't like. I mean, I've I have a life coach, and I get people saying, "Well, why do you have a life coach?" Well, we all need someone. It's not that I don't like the term therapy yeah. or counselling. I I have got a massive amount of respect for counselors and therapists and all the rest of it and what they do, but I don't like the term of it because I think is connotation yeah and people look, look at and thinking i got a problem it's like you don't have a problem i mean yeah. even pro- people that do have problems in my opinion don't have problems you just got you just need to talk through well, I the situation go, i don't go to the gym because i'm unhealthy yeah I, I go to the gym because i want to stay healthy absolutely and it's the same with i mean i, I don't have any issues with the words um therapy or counseling or anything like that i would go see someone to talk to a counselor yeah. a therapist because I want to stay yeah. healthy in my but mind. That's the thing is the, the the mental therapy is, in my opinion, overtakes the physical therapy. Because if your brain's working healthily, everything else falls into line. The body's fit. Well, the a, body's a, well. A brain that's not operating well can 
have a massive impact on your physical health. If you can't be bothered to go and train, if you haven't got yeah. the motivation, if you're emotionally in a bad place, as where the physical side of things, you can have physical ailments that have no effect over you having a positive yeah, yeah, mindset. Yeah. So I agree with you. The getting your mind in order is a hundred percent important. It's just I think it, I think we're going this way where people are more willing and accepting of thinking right. I need to go and speak to someone. And I'm, I'm kind of proud of that, not because I'm in that industry where I like to help people and it's like, well, yeah, Ryan, you're going to make a few quid. It's No, it's not about that. It's about having people like speak up and understand. Like you said about the panic attacks, it's, you didn't know what that was, but we all try to self-diagnose and be a Google GP. Yeah. Don't work. If you want to get a bigger body, but you don't know how to train or a more refined physique or change, you pay for a PT. Yeah. If you want to learn jiu-jitsu, you go and get a jiu-jitsu coach. If I want to play golf, I'll play, get a golf coach. Can't do it on my own. Because people kind of park the psych- psychological element out of it, thinking, nah, no, no, I don't need someone. And I think they're trying, you're trying to get in their brain and warp you into this fucking thing. And also, thing. Like, I don't need someone. So you want to wait until you do need someone? Yeah. Why, why would you, like, prevention is better than cure. Yeah. It might be that you need someone so badly that they can't undo the shit anymore. Exactly, yeah. Like, just go and fucking talk to someone. Yeah. Just, it's, and... Some people are lucky. Some mm. people have friends around them who they can talk to. Like, I mean, I'm not... I, by, I'll go speak to a counsellor all day long. I'll yeah, speak yeah. to someone like yourself in a, a, a mind therapy um, for a, as an athlete. I'll yeah. speak to, to... I have absolutely no... From early on, I started re- reading Psycho-Cybernetics and NLP books. And I'm yeah. talking 2003 or something. You yeah, know, yeah. right back when no one had heard of I'm reading right. books and people are like... What? I don't get it. What's that all about? Yeah. Oh, well, you're going to positively make yourself better. I'm like, well, yeah. Like, yeah. And they just never understood it. So I've been there like from early on really, because I was in sport. And I always yeah. wanted, I always recognised that the best athletes had a psychological edge. Yeah. Well, I didn't realise what it was. I didn't just, I just wanted to have it. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And uh, then like when you start to understand about things like flow and stuff, you know, and I was yeah. like, I get it. I get all these things and you start reading about them. I've been lucky. Like, not yeah. everyone's as lucky as that. Not everyone. It's not. But, I don't see that as luck, though. Whereas, if I'm honest, is is that want and willingness to think I want to develop myself? Now, it's too, the brain automatically defaults to a negative state because it's so easy. It's a path of least resistance. Yeah. We're we're chemically built that way. It's just that's just a default. So that's easy to ride with that. You said about, oh, yeah, my hand's broke. Yeah, but mine's worse. It's like, we're easy, easy enough to do that. A lot of people time, tend to fight against things. I hear it all the time is, I've tried, I've tried, I've tried. I've, I fight it all the time. Well, you're fighting against yourself, and guess what? You're going to fucking lose yeah. every single time. So is why not think uh, slightly differently and think, right, okay, I'm not winning here. I think it was uh, Einstein said the... Um, insanity is doing the same thing over and yeah, over again yeah. seeking to say a different result how oh, fucking hell is it so true yeah because it's like well just breathe change your physiology take that big big deep breath and ask yourself a question and that's the third element i would always bring into play fear scarcity anything like that is just ask yourself could be anything random just to break that pattern for example i was watching uh, i was on the treadmill earlier in the gym and I was watching this Tony Robbins thing. It's about relationship counselling stuff. And this woman's there on her own. And she's talking to her. And he goes, do you masturbate? And this is for like 10,000 people in a room. And you could hear her ass slap the ground. She's like, has he just asked me that? He goes, do you masturbate? He said, well, yeah. How many times a day? Like, is it three minutes? Ten minutes? Fifteen minutes? Three hours? Two hours? Whatever. And then she's like stumbling and stumbling and stumbling. But... 
what it basically did is it got her brain to shift from the current state into another state. Yeah. And we're happy, usually more often than not, with the, because the def- brain defaults into the negative, we, we're happy to stay in that because that's comfortable. And we don't like sort of changing out of it. And then what he did is he took her through a process like, within the space of 10 minutes, she's gone from literally being on suicide watch to smiling, laughing, joking, and finding the result for herself. Yeah. Not being fucking told. Not being told, that's your problem there, that's your diagnosis done. Yeah. Like, GPs, it, I mean, the, the job they've got is insane. It's a revolving world of people coming in, coming out. I get scared when people, um, there's the levels of anxiety is just off the scale. Depression's off the scale. Now, there are reasons for this. Some of it, Mainly based down to the medical industry as well. Definitely, yeah. It's a business. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. It's yeah. business. Yeah. And when you go in and you go into a point, you've got 15 minutes, you're trying to diagnose someone with yeah, that time scale. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. But I'm thinking, I'm looking at it thinking, right, are we using that as an excuse as a human race that, oh, that's just, I've got anxiety, it's major anxiety, or is it because we don't want to know the truth? But, but, but a bit of both, I would say. Yeah, I mean, so this is the reason I dislike. Tony Robbins and uh, dislike's probably the wrong word but the reason I dislike Tony Robbins and David Goggins people yeah. like this is nothing to do with them it's not their fault it's because people believe that listening to them is enough to make a change and Fucking it infuriates no me no way it, oh yeah I do all that listen, I listen to David Goggins and I listen to Tony Robbins and, that, and it really gets me up for him like, and then what you do it's like, a, mean? it's like a Viagra pill you yeah. get better for 10 minutes and it's gone after and, like, and you don't know how to get back then, but then what do you do and they're like yeah. what do you mean I'm like you understand these things aren't for you to listen to, right? The things they're telling you to do, you have to do. They're not... It's not for you to listen to. You shouldn't have to listen to them. They should tell you once and you should write... Right, I know how to make changes, and they go away and do it. Like Don't work. the fact you keep listening yeah. to them, that's what and that's what I dislike about them. Well, because the Tony Robbins and people should be saying, "Stop fucking listening to me! Yeah, I'm yeah. telling you this." Yeah. If you haven't gone away for a year and done what I told you in my first fucking episode, yeah. don't come to my next show. Yeah. Because you're not welcome. You need to put... To, and it's not... I, I don't dislike Tony Robbins. That's wrong to say. What I, I dislike the people who yeah. don't... Uh, not everyone, but the people... I listen to that. That's not what it's about. That's yeah. not what it's for. The, like, I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I'm sure Tony Robbins is right over his ass <laughs> together as well. Making decent money. <laughs> and, and he's glad that people aren't listening. Yeah. But I believe that what he's saying is... It can help people. Yeah. David Goggins is another one. Yeah, I think the like I love Tony Robbins. I got like a different viewpoint on it. I think again is if you watch the process and watch what they go through, I've done that I mean that was hard graph. Like I was tired as fuck going through this process and they were jumping your ranks. It was all about physiology connection with the brain, getting all that neuro sort of neuropathy, sort of all the rest of it. But it's the same process in terms of what bruce lee said i'm more afraid of a man that does one kick a thousand times and someone that does a thousand kicks once of course yeah exactly and it's that same process you have to people have to keep teaching themselves and running through that process if, if you wanted to show me a punch combination would i get it right first time probably not you've got to keep at it keep at it keep at but, it but people also, aren't willing to fucking do it because they're too lazy because of time the tony robbins process is something you connect with in and mm. works for you. Yeah, and it's and not for everyone, you, though. It, yeah, it's hundred percent. No, not for exactly. And I'm not like. But it doesn't matter who who it is. You could, you could have me. You could have you. You could have someone else. I mean, I always say to people, look, I only give you a, a free thirty minute session because you might think I'm a prick at the end of it. And if you think I'm a prick at the end of it, let's shake hands, have a cuddle, yeah, yeah. and you can set off into the sunset because it's not for everyone. Yeah. But I always say to them, look, the one thing is, I don't care whether it's me, 
Wes, Matty, Graham, Will, whoever it fucking is, I don't care, is you have to stick to it. Yeah, exactly. You stick to that and you see it through. And it's not when you get to... I've had some people where it's like two, three sessions. And I say, I don't coach any longer than eight sessions. That's my thing. Yeah. It's like anyone this 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 line I've said it a thousand times that I'm going to give you the fishing rod the reel the bait you put it all together and you fucking cast that line out and you do it yourself because if I give you the fish you're going to walk away thinking yeah man, this is fucking amazing it's like I go and then get an ego trip thinking man, but then deep down I know that it's going to go wrong in a minute yeah you've given one minute. and I get blamed yeah yeah exactly but you have to you have to constantly repeat the process to get it innate and even when you're at the highest of highs there's a question that I get people to ask themselves, which is how bad do you want it? Like, that's when you create leverage. You say to yourself, right, I know how this feels now, and we always need good and bad in life. Of course. Because when you're good, you know how bad it is. You don't really want to go back down when yeah. bad feels good. You have that encouragement to go on to the good. Mm-hmm. And we have to kind of tap into those emotions and not switch off from them and be part of a system. It's got to be, let's just reconnect as an individual. And then it's funny what that stems on to, like we say about walking down the street and saying hello to people. It's simple things like that, and then you get energy off the back of that. And like manifestation is like, we're manifesting things in the sense that we're adding little droplets of other things which are making us feel better. And then before you know it, you're like stood really fucking proud and tall, and you run on cloud nine, and something bashes you. You're never always going to stand tall for those shit times. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, is, if you've connected and you've repeated those same processes, even when you get to that low point, which you fucking will you will 100% find a way out faster. You won't be the crab scuttling yeah, up that bucket. You're never going to be cured as a process, no. right? I mean, this is... The, How boring would it be if you were completely oh, sound? fuck, you know, I'd, I'd hate I, I to be sore. I'd hate, like, I always want challenge and something yeah. different. I mean, I'd hate it. But the thing with the Tony Robbins and the David Goggins and whoever else, Ben Shapiro, whoever it is you follow and you get any yeah. sort of motivation from, it's, it's like a diet. Yeah. If it works for you and you're losing weight, do that diet. Can mm-hmm. I give you a better one? Probably, maybe, yeah. yeah. Does your diet make you lose weight? Yeah, what did you want to do? Lose weight. Boom. Are you nutritionally healthy? Yeah, very healthy. Well, are you functionally want to? Yes. Then I'm going to do the same for you. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just going to be a different diet. And it's the same with, if the Tony Robbins gets you there, or reading books, or whatever it is, if it gets you where it wants to be, it was the right thing for yeah. you. It's not... It's, it's got to fit in, though. Do you know what I mean? Like, what I, what I mean by that is... It's not like if I do... I've done it before. I did eight weeks of ketosis. Yeah. I left my front door keys in the in the front door of my house, mm-hmm. driven into Bath, and the door's open. I've got out the car. I've pissed myself. My, bra- <laughs> my brain's yeah. completely gone. I'm thinking, I can't do that anymore. I, yeah. And it's all about using things. and thinking, right, how do I put this within my life so it's sustainable? Well, it, it, that's... It's got to work for you. Other Absolutely. people... I know people who have done keto. They love it. I... I consider myself low carb. Now, yeah. people say that I had a Snickers on the way over there. Oh, I thought you were low carb. I, yeah, I am, but today I'm not. Yeah, like, yeah. I might be for the next 10 days. I might do two days low carb. I might have three pizzas in a week. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not cutting weight. Imagine. When I'm cutting weight for a fight, I'm fucking low carb permanently. You know what I mean? yeah. But I'm not doing that anymore. Yeah. I'm not, like, I'm, I consider myself low carb. I'm not on a set diet. However, yeah. if the keto diet works for you and you are healthy and you are functioning yeah. properly, do it, like for me, uh, Reiki now for me I'm like I, I've never had it but I'm yeah. like I don't I, I need someone touching me I don't it doesn't it's not going to do anything for me yeah. that's me but I understand that yeah um, is it Vicky did you say Vicky yeah, Vicky. yeah so Vicky um, she's 
in that moment felt some sort of energy and mm. I strongly believe in that yeah. I felt an energy from you and picked up on something from you which was a catalyst for you to open up about something right yeah. and something that you need to open up Reiki was worth even if it yeah. never solved anything wrong with you physically what it's just done is worth every yeah. fucking worth 10 times more than going to a physio who's going to massage you yeah. 10 times more now I, the chiropractic Lots of people slag off. Joe Rogan berates chiropractic all the time. Hmm. The, I see a chiropractor twice a week. Yeah, yeah. The only people who sort of my neck ever is chiropractors. Yeah. I think they're pretty... Yeah, okay, it was invented because there was a mentalist who stabbed his dad to death and then went around the world saying he could stop people pissing the bed. I get it. <laughs> but that's not where we are now. Yeah, There's yeah. the neuro neurological research into it and it's helped me. All the times I've had really bad injuries in my neck, chiropractic has helped me. Yeah. I also know... I've got a physio who I go and see. Tash, who's a massage therapist, is probably the best I've had in the world anywhere. She's phenomenal. And uh, I go there, and um, James also, who I first started seeing, he's like, mate, do you want some needles? I was like, I'll be honest with you, I'll let you do needles on me, but I'm going to say no in future because I know my body, and massage always works better. I need... Yeah, yeah. She said, well, let's do... He did the needles on me, came out next to me, said, what do you think? I said, massage. Now... I know for a fact Reiki won't work for me yeah. as well physically as massage will. Because I know yeah. my body. I know I, I've yeah. done everything, right? But I might go into a Reiki session one day and it just picks on the, up on that one thing that I needed yeah, yeah. to clear my... Everything, if it is working for you, everything has got its place. It's Absolutely, got, yeah. You can't just dismiss... Uh, you can't just dismiss all these things. This is why I would never dismiss Tony Robbins, right? Yeah, yeah. And... Uh, He's getting hard today, Tony Robbins. Isn't yeah, he's <laughs> and why I wouldn't dismiss it because if it fucking works you and it's fucking worked for you, a hundred percent. If it works for you, do that. Yeah. Do that. Don't listen to somebody else. Don't don't listen to David Goggins and dismiss Tony Robbins. Listen to both if you need yeah, to. If something's definitely. working for you, do that. So my um the life coach that I use is through the Tony Robbins Foundation. Uh, uh, is it madness training thing? Whatever it is, anyway. And um, I, because I like reading, like more often than not, it's not physically reading, it's more on the audio books when I'm on the go and it yeah. just make, makes life easier. And I'll listen to certain books thinking, right, I need to listen to this. So I'll listen to it and I'm going for it thinking, this is fucking boring, I'm not getting anything from it. Yeah. But my head telling me I need to see it through to the end. Yeah. And I did that on like two or three books and on one of them was called Ikigai. And I struggled to listen to that, first of all, but I thought that's probably because there's too many things. So I listened to that second time and thought, yeah, I get it now. Mm -hmm. There's a couple of books I was listening to, more financially sort of minded books. I was like, nah, I'm getting this, I'm getting this. And she said to me, Ryan, what are you going to get if you see that through, knowing that you're not listening to it and you're not really enjoying it? And I said, well, nothing. And she just paused. I went, yeah, okay, you made me feel like a bit of a prick now, but I get what you're saying. And she said, sometimes we don't need all of that. Yeah. You do it because you feel like you need to and you create pressure on yourself to do it. Uh, but also, sometimes self-help isn't somebody else telling you. Absolutely. Isn't a book. Right? Yeah, sometimes self-help is recognising, this ain't what I need. Yeah. This ain't uh, what I need to start. I, I genuinely believe it more often than not as well, and I'll get laughed at this by most people. We know the answers to most things. Yeah. We just don't want to face it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, he's, and I, I kind of find that like with books now, is I'll, I'll, I might pay for a book and think, yeah, do you know what, that's drawn me in, I get that. And not, I'll gravitate towards it and I listen to it. And I won't be the type of person where I'll read a book once. I'll read that book two or three times. Or I'll skip to things thinking, I want to understand that a little bit more. Because I want that to stay in there. And it's, it's 
the thousand kick thing, like the Bruce Lee thing, is if you repeat that process and get those things that you want, she can do. That's not one martial art. No, no, exactly. It's a conglomerate of martial arts that he's taking the good, the bad, or whatever he feels is efficient for that martial art and creating what you want. And if you'll agree with it, I, I believe, is you take what you believe from different parts and build what is right what for, you for you in, exactly. individually. Uh, it's, so you can't force the issue and be someone else and then be a fake. Yeah, one of that. the first things I say to my students with jujitsu, I say to them all the time, is the only thing different between me and you I kept coming for 22 years. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing. I'm not gifted. I'm not... Yeah. Do you know I mean? I'm not a standout. I'm not... I wasn't born to do this. There's none of those things. And when I first started, there was hardly any jiu-jitsu. I went to jiu-jitsu clubs and I knew nobody. Nobody in my family does jiu-jitsu. Nobody yeah. in my family has ever competed in any martial art. Yeah. I didn't know people at judo. I went on my own hmm. to judo classes and I kept going. I went to jiu-jitsu classes and I kept going. When I was in Brazil, I got subbed 13 times a day on my first day in Brazil with the Graces, the Gracie Baja. Went away, went back the next day, got subbed 13 times again. Count number, what the fuck am I counting? How many times I got subbed for? Went back again, and one of the guys come in and he's like, man, if you keep not trying, you'll always get subbed. He said, yeah. you have to try, you have to try. And I just thought, he's right. If yeah. I'm there trying not to be subbed, I'm not actually trying to sub someone. And all that happened was from that day, I kept going, kept going, kept going, kept going. That's why I am 20 years better than you. Yeah. Now, it might be the fact that in five years' time, you can beat me because it didn't take yeah. you 20 years to get going. But you just got to keep coming. Yeah. That is all it is. You've got to keep coming. It's the same with everything. Everything you do, all these, uh, anything with mental, just you've got to keep at it. You've yeah. got to keep going, keep working, keep going through it. Yeah. But um, we are, like, we have been two and a half hours we're in, so I think we'll just touch quickly on your company. <laughs> yeah. Um, what, what's it called, what it does, what are your hopes for it? Yeah, so it's, it's called Mind Excellence. Mm-hmm. Um, mainly because the, the name's kind of twofold, really, so it's sort of shortened as me. And if, if you kind of see the logo, I've put done it as me with the full stop. Because yeah. I believe is you can look at other people for answers, but it stops with me. Yeah. So let's look in, look sense, inside. Yeah. And obviously mind excellence because I want an excellent mind. So you can't have a perfect mind. I don't believe in that. Yeah. There's no such thing as perfectionism because you'll be constantly looking for it. Yeah. And is it evolving constantly? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. You, can't, you can't beat the race. You've got to kind of just try and keep up with it and keep, keep it as excellent as you can do. And I guess, sorry to, sorry to cut That's you off, um, I guess... An excellent mind is one that can adapt to everything that Absolutely, gets thrown in. Absolutely, yeah. Not it a perfect cutely. mind. Yeah, a, a, it's never going to be perfect yeah. because it's going to be perfect for this scenario at this time. When something, change, some, when something changes, it needs to be able to change, right? Absolutely, yeah, right. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and like with the logo thing, it's like the me thing is, if you look closely to the me logo, so there's a circle with a gap at the top, is to make sure you look out and back in on yourself. So take a step back and think, could I have done anything different? It's not to say you've done anything wrong, but could you look at that quickly and think, I did that wrong, and would you be then willing to apologise for that mistake? Or would you be willing to say, no, I was right? Yeah. So but on the logo, if it was a completed circle, it would imply that it's you're just in a close. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're not willing to look yeah. in. And then you, yeah, when you get closer to it, the actual blue circle around it has got fibres. So it's okay. not a stone cold colour. Okay. Because we're all built differently. And yeah. the fibres of life are different. And sometimes you find different weaves and ways through things, but you'll always find a way. Yeah. So we, yeah, put it together. But... Like I said, it's neurolinguistic programming, cognitive behavioural therapy, and just kind of university of life that is kind of like builds all that process. I mean, my process is quite wacky. It's going to stump a few people and think, why the fuck's he asking that? But the whole point is to try to pattern change, break states and put them into different states, make them think differently. And it's not to tell you, right, that's a diagnosis. We're not here to diagnose. 
that's not the way it works, is you'll find the answers. I believe everyone's got the answers to what they need to answer their questions. They just need to find it. But predominantly, because my background is uh, football and then sort of a bit of boxing, is that's who I, I kind of work with. So I work with some young professional footballers. I had an absolutely phenomenal experience with Chantel Cameron, who uh, fought Mary McGee for the world uh, titles and the Ring magazine. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, the best experience of that for me is I went to Manchester. Uh, I'm friends with Jamie Moore, one of the boxing yeah. coaches. And I love his coaching style. I've always loved his coaching style. And I went up to see him, went to watch him be part of it and stuff. And the thing for me, right, and I'm going to big women up massively now, and I think all men need to understand just how fucking powerful and unique they are, immensely and emotionally what they have to deal with. And I was like watching their process and I was thinking, this woman needs to diet down for fight weight. Now, I've tried doing that before. I know how hard it is. And her menstrual cycles in the middle of that fucking yeah. diet down. I'm thinking, how the fuck do you do that? Yeah. You can't control any bloating or water retention or whatever it is. And it gave me a completely different perspective on, like, women in general, if I'm honest with you. It kind of made me think... Well, women in, women as athletes, um, having coached a fair few women all the way up to professional fight, from amateur all the way up to professional, yeah. and competitive jiu-jitsu or whatever, um, they have lots to do with it. We, I mean, if you take any woman, mid-20s, let's say, or early 20s, mid-20s, yeah. you've not got long before the question comes into mind about family. Yeah, Do I yeah. want a family? So you immediately, you have a point in their career that is compromised straight yeah. away. Do I put everything on the back burner, including the want of family and relationship, for this to fight in this instance? Or do I know that I have a small window of opportunity yeah, yeah. and I am going to want to be a mother. Yeah. Now, they're not things that we have to worry about, is it? No. That is a crazy sacrifice for, for women. Is There's a small smaller window for them is we don't have to carry, we don't have to think of the impact it has on our body. Mm-hmm. But do you know what it did for me more than anything? It's not just the privilege of being able to support her in her journey. Um, was actually what it did back home. Because then I then looked at my daughter, my daughter's seven, I'm thinking... I want to understand about periods. I'm listening to an audiobook on I was listening to an audiobook on periods. Mm. But then I can understand not only my daughter to try and support her in the best way, but to support my wife. And that's the one thing I love about the coaching is like I'll always be learning. I'm not I don't know the answer to everything, but I'm willing to learn and I'm willing to share that learning with other people. And I don't think there's any better job you can do. Like I've done financial service for 18 years and and I can cross over with the two. But it's, um, yeah, so most of it is like the visualization with tra- uh, players and stuff, and then couples, which I find really fascinating as well. Yeah, I mean, really I, I, like, listen, I'm not, I'm not qualified to tell you how to be a coach or how to be a better coach. I'm not, that's not, and I wouldn't dare to, that's not why I've spoke to you. Do you know I mean, I just, uh, I think I can recognize uh, good values and good traits within people who are in this industry because. Yeah. A, I've worked with people who do what you're doing. B, I've worked as a coach and been coached myself. And I think uh, everything you have and possess are all attributes that are very positive and what I would look for in being coached with someone. You know, that, yeah. that 
your, your openness, your willingness to learn, accept, grow, but also your ability to stamp on authority and say, no, shut the fuck up a minute. This, yeah. this is wrong. This is... This is that you know, or I don't know whether I should take that fucking compliment. <laughs> <laughs> don't cuddle you. They say, yeah. Sorry. No, it's yeah. A, listen, I'm not... You wouldn't get one if it... Like, for yeah, me, yeah. it would never be bullshit or anything and I wouldn't sell it for a podcast because of my integrity with people listening. Yeah. But someone... People who I coach listen to these never like... Oh, you fucking kissed yeah. his ass. That's never <laughs> going to happen. Yeah. I never, yeah. So, no, I think uh, I think it's something that I'll be recommending. I, I, listen, I suffered massively, I think, with, no matter, I did loads of work on NLP, CPT, yeah. um, cybernetics, uh, hypnotism, everything when I was fighting. Yeah. And I lost at least four really high-profile fights through psychological issues. Yeah. Now, I don't know what they were. I would go into a fight and I was having my fight and one of them, I've took the guy down and the ref's gone, oh, Wes in a, oh, sorry, the commentator's gone, Wes in a bad decision, a bad position, you know, that guillotine looks tight and I was like, what do you think guillotine? What's he fucking on about? So yeah, Wes Merchant struggles. I was like, and what the fuck is he, what is he watching here? Next minute I got North South choked. Mm-hmm. Like, why am I listening to what the yeah. commentator said? Another one, um, I fought a guy and I'm fighting him and literally as I'm sitting there moving, I'm about to jab him, I was thinking about what I was going to get at shopping the next day. Because yeah. I've been cutting weight. I was thinking about what I was going to eat. And I was like, so many factors have to come together in that small window of yeah. opportunity. Like, why was I distracted? And I can't answer. Yeah. I, don't know, I don't know why. I don't know where I was mentally. The beauty of it, though, Wes, is like, you're never going to be in control all the time. We just accept it with grace. Yeah. And I mean, I wish, I wish at the time I'd have been speaking to someone like yourself yeah. because I assumed I knew the answers because I was yeah. so into it but I maybe needed someone like you to just notice that I was my, or notice to say to me like Wes you're a bit over fucking confident here you got to figure it mm-hmm. out remember you're going to get distracted in there things yeah. could be and then it might have just been the, the thing that just took, you know it's a little bit of arrogance thinking I knew it yeah. so I can't I, I can't advocate for working with someone like yourself highly enough and I'll be sending it to my fighters and I'll be telling them to contact you people are, I have people I work with now I think should contact you mm. and I'll speak to them and definitely it's worth trying because I don't think there's any bad even if you don't click there's no bad yeah. um, there's going to be nothing bad can come out of you working with somebody yeah. having spoke to you, you know? I appreciate but, that um, Mate, it was a pleasure. I enjoyed it. Yeah, we could, no, we could have chat for hours. I could have done. And I think it won't be long. A couple of months, we'll be back on again, talking again, 100%. I think. Because I do some of these, and some of them, I just think, oh, they're just conversations we just need to keep having. Um, where can people find out about you, follow you, yep. the stuff that you do on Instagram or whatever? Yeah, so, well, the in- uh, I can't remember the Instagram name, but it's just, if you just type, <laughs> pretty good yeah. Proper businessman. <laughs> uh, yeah, just Mind Excellence, and the website is www.com mindexcellence.co.uk so, so mind excellence on everything uh, yes. your Facebook and Instagram Facebook, Instagram I think there's two Facebook accounts so one technically mind so I didn't know when to set it Adam up Adam both anyway so, yeah they're all on there anyway wicked mate thank you very much thanks and uh, we'll catch up again cheers guys.